being know. called indigenous creatures layered on top of a society and issues that aren't ours. Yeah. It's one of those real fucked up things. Cause that offended me. That's that's why it's offensive because our issues, suicide rates, drug mm-hmm. problems, these things aren't, we know why we yeah. have them. You're why we have them. Yeah. That's like, so real. That's like, this is that when we have a tribe relocated and they're not in their normal intent and, mm-hmm. and, habitat this is why we have an issue mm-hmm. and for myself i, I can't um I've, 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 i used to go to turtle lodge uh keith turner was my elder he helped me get clean um and this is that like mm-hmm. the way before i started sweat painting i had to go outside i was so weird from the from drugs because at that time it just it was almost like it was, it's poison. The, mm-hmm. There's no way to glorify no drugs for some reason. My mom, people, my mom dealt with all that. Yeah. And it, but I would go outside and I would exercise up and down the curb. I mean, I was skinny. I was disgusting. And so using my body and honoring it was how I had to start. And then that understood the sweat that brought me back to being who I was, the earth. I mean, the, the creator. So this being native starts to become this unique healing process that I had. What's up, everybody? This is your boy, Jose Cruz. Yes, your favorite Native American. And here we are, man. Season three, episode one. We are back at it. And man, we are in the holidays. Man, Merry Christmas to you. Man, uh, leave it to me to start a podcast or a new season during the busiest time of the year. But that's what I do. Your boy, stay busy. I don't want to be off you know, so for so long, and I definitely want to make sure to keep putting out content, you know, content, you know, I've had a lot of one-offs, you guys have seen some of my podcasts, I shot just staying busy doing remote podcasts, you know, but this is officially season three, and we are back at it, season, or season three, episode one, and today, you guys, we have a special guest, let me introduce you guys, we have my good friend, Joe Sup, what's up, my boy? How you doing, sir? Look at what's you. up? Flexing. Um, oh, sh- this, you know, I actually had somebody hit me up. They were like, you know you say hi like that? Like, you, do? What do you do? I remember, like... Yeah, and I was like, what? It took me a minute, and then I started, I went to it, and I, <laughs> sure enough, people were like, hey, what's up, man? And I was like, is that... That's oh, a flex. Is what I do. Okay, yeah. Um, you just did it. You I just... do it. Like, hey, what's happening? Um, but if you, remember, if you watch WWE... I remember, I got pictures of just going, oh, as a little kid, yeah. and flexing out Ultimate Warrior, Ricky the Dragon <laughs> Steamboat, and I think that just grew up with that. Superfly Jimmy Snooker. Oh, that, he was he was my favorite. My was, favorite, too. He was the couch cushions are uh-huh. coming off, and, and you're going Oh, now. my gosh, yeah. yeah like, Yo, welcome to, the, dude, I'm so glad you are episode one, man. It's such an honor to have, have you here, bro, because... We've met a few times. We kind of like we. I've had you at the studio just to chop it up, plan out some, plan out the show. Just getting to know you has been, dude. It's enlightening, man. I can tell you. I remember our first phone call we ever had, and we DM'd each other about getting you on the show, and then we were talking for an hour, hour and a half. Just and we like we've known each other our whole lives, and you know you give that awesome vibe. So I want to say, man, this is an honor to have season three episode start starting out with you. Thank is you. Is legit. Thank you. Well, it's. It, I think part of that, because we're native. Um, I Come don't on, know, y'all know it. I don't know what that is, um, but there's this, this unique you know. thing where I've met brothers and sisters that we've never seen each other, and we almost have parallel lives. Our our plights, our stories, um, they're unique, 
but we handle situations the same way. Yeah. So our problem solving, our creativeness, um, I think every culture has it, but there's, there is something that I, I find special. Mm. Like I make sure to identify the special mm. stuff that I see in, in indigenous people because nice. I choose to identify that way. My fellow, yeah. fellow favorite Native American, you know, so man, I'm glad to have you here. So yeah, let's get to know you then, man. Let's uh, Where'd you grow up? Kind of like your upbringing oh, and kind of get into, obviously you guys see around me, man, if you guys are watching this on YouTube, man, you guys see some dope art pieces. And so I definitely want to get into that. But let's get into your story on how where you grew up, getting to know you, man, and kind of getting how you got into artists and when did you start seeing the call to be well, and think, do what you do? I mean, immediately, the first thing that started coming to my head was a, a childhood that was was um, nurtured by only strong things around me. Um, Ooh, I like that. Yeah, it was really like a single mom. Um, and then she just had <clears throat> uncles and a grandpa. And, and my brother was already that way, but he... I realized he had to deal with it two years earlier than me. So I have a two years older brother. Um, but that that beating up for your birthday status, I mean, it was like, hey, you're going to get, it's your birthday. That's Guess what? We got that too. Didn't didn't know what that was, but every, you didn't get beat up for your birthday? Okay. It was so much. And then the, like, there was construction. Right no, yeah, there was, it's ridiculous. It was, I missed a year. You're getting over here for two. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, well, where were you for two years? Well, I was, I was in a place you know where they go and then uh, having that type of um like a Tex-Mex uncle an uncle that did some time a renaissance uncle but he was still in this very mindset of a, a wrestler really yeah and so just having that variety of then this the mother um i was remember this recently because i was thinking of the strong stuff that was always around me it was a Mom. shovel it was a tool um and, and then the toys were he-mans and, and other things that were muscles and so since i couldn't um i thought about it, i couldn't identify pain um, because I remember hurting myself and thinking, what is this? Uh, it was, I was a bike ride, riding the bike in Fowler. So I grew up in Fowler, okay. dirt road. A lot of little goat heads or spinas are everywhere. Yeah. Um, didn't matter, barefoot, shirtless. You know what I mean? You're lucky if you find Country pants boy. on me. Yeah. And so I'm like really riding a bike. I taught myself how to ride the bike. I'm going straight. Um, everybody's inside. And I realized I don't know how to turn it or to stop it. I just wanted to figure out how to ride it. So I jumped off and slid. And as I slid, I mean, I, I, I wasn't crying because I didn't know what paint, you know, first. Really? It was a really cool spot because I, I started noticing when my uncles and everybody noticed that, especially my grandpa, he was like, okay, hit this, kick this. And so it was never this identifying you know, it was always aggression, which turned out later in life to be a very bad thing mm. um, because nobody would have seen this generation coming. Come on. Nobody would have seen toxicity, masculinity, having to be identified. Mm. My grandpa didn't know uh, he this was going to happen. Um, so when he when he was like, you know, hey, this is empty your gut. Come, well, first, come here. Bap. I love you, grandpa. Yeah. I love you. And he's like, okay, now blow out all your air and I'm going to do it again. Okay. You know, and you, it happens again. Um, and he, he thought he was preparing me for the future. Yeah. No, what he, he should have done was a lot of different things that he didn't see coming. Um, and so when I think of that childhood now going into Fresno, California, um, not talking about being Native American in Clovis, California, yeah. because you couldn't get a job back then. Mm. Um, if you couldn't get anything, it was really? better. You were yeah, better dead. Um, and there was a, there was a sundown town back in those days. So okay. um, you couldn't be out an in Indian at night. You basically had to be indoors. If the cops caught you, they'd arrest you and let you go in the morning. I heard that story from one of my professors in the area. Um, that didn't happen to me. The trouble me and my brother both had were in our schools. Um, no students really gave us trouble um, it, about our culture. 
It was the teachers. Um, so it was literally a dying thing, this, this, this moment of equality happening. Um, and then that shift I was always into art. So as a kid, I would take these He-Mans and I'd go out there and it wasn't about playing with them. It was about setting the scene up, putting them up on all these areas. Oh. I was already exposed to like the early Hobbit cartoon, um, which was just animation with crazy colors. It wasn't yeah. Disney. Um, and then uh, Fire and Ice, which was Ralph Bashki, Frank Frazetta. Frank Frazetta is the artist who does like the muscle guys holding the sword and the woman's laying on the leg. And so just a National Lampoon. Yeah. That, those cover boxes. Yeah. Um, that's Frank Frazetta's. That's, so, Dude, I love that stuff man. dude it's the it's muscle it's intense yeah. and a lot of artists uh, will take that and duplicate it um i literally took all of these arts i mean i was i was sewing pants as a kid um i remember making a pair of pants and sewing and then um i started i started getting this complex because i, I wasn't gay and at that time it was kind of like a gay thing to fashion design and so i mm. remember that getting in my head and then meeting a lot of cool people meeting gay people and they were like it's not true <laughs> calvin klein designs he's not gay yeah. I was like, what? I can do this. So I, I totally jumped into it again. Um, I used to flare my pants because everybody did it to break dance. Yeah, um, I used to do that. I, I never break dance, but I used to flare my flare pants. Them. You gotta, uh, yeah, it was yeah. cool. I mean, love. They, yeah. If they can make long waisted pants now mm -hmm. for men, I'd like that. I mean, <laughs> don't like, yeah, I like to move. Yeah. Um, and this, and, and so that rolled into like tattooing. I was always into art. Um, so by the time I started getting into school, um, and I really wanted to get to school, my, my kids, I had really young um and so they were older they're all in their 20s now so for me at my age um i'm like i'm gonna go back to school and, and learn nice. um and then and since i had a problem with authority i'm a native Same. you're an authority figure it was like if there are five answers in the room i'm gonna be the one that's like no what's this um and it's always it's always been i've only seen that in the world war z mm. there was a moment where in jewish thing there is at wherever they wore that one place, there was a guy saying, you know, 11 people or nine people, one has to come up with something different. Um, yeah, yeah no, I, I agree. I'm that, yeah, same. Yeah, I'm with you on that. What's the difference? And see, my daughter is too, she big old Z fan. Yeah, like yeah. what's the, there is a, there's a thing there. <clears throat> yeah. Sweat painting developed through a lot of that imagination. See, that's what I'm saying. Cause you guys, you've seen this artwork. Get a shot right here, back here, just on maybe the Nick Diaz, Nate Diaz. Oh, yeah. You know, look at that. Um, <clears throat> that's all sweat. That's sweat. Yeah. Like legit, the sweat of your brow. And when I heard about you, again, shout out Mike T for getting this connection. VIP Marketing. VIP Marketing. At, yeah. at VIP Marketing. On Instagram. On Instagram. He also supports 5595. Yes, 559. I had him on the pod. And man, that connection... With you, man, him and with you, it, it, to me, it's like, this is why we do this. Because when I heard about sweat painting, I went and you followed me and I followed you back and I was looking at your work. I was like, no, this ain't sweat. This is it's sweat, sweat, or it's, and yeah. the legit saw your Instagram. When I'm talking to other artists, um, and this is a, a novel idea and an original idea. Facts. I've yeah. never heard of. This is novel. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, they want you to, oh, you put your body and you push on it. The fuck would I do that for? Yeah. Or uh, there's weird. I mean, and I love hearing all the ideas, um, but all of them sound like cheating. Yeah. Every time I get a certain level of artists and they're like, oh, well, how do I get around actually doing some push-ups? Oh, so you want the easy way. They want the easy yeah. way. And it's like, oh, that's, you're missing the point. Yeah. Um, and, and this is why the gym people, laborers, like I grew up as a laborer. Um, so this is speaking to us. This yeah. is our, our, our language. Mm -hmm. And, and as a native American, as an indigenous person, as a, as a Yaki, as a Yoeme, a child of the sun, um, 
the sweat is it this is it's almost like the brow of the gods um when you think of the rain happening and what happens overnights like mushrooms yeah. magic happens overnight um and so just rain happening you hear and i believe it's like uh, irish or scottish folklore one of the one of the scandinavian areas over there the gods are sweating and then that's what makes man mm. come out of soil um so there's there's so many different ways when okay. you think of sweat culturally um now, now you want to cut it out of the language of art? Yeah, I mean, that's, where's art? Yeah. yeah, that's not art, man. That, again, that's that's again trying to. I think you're trying to. What's that word? What's that trying? What am I trying to say? You're trying to not industrialize, but commercialize the art and try to try to. Hey, how can I make money? Yeah, and just like what's the easy way out to turn turn and burn? Turn that's and burn. exactly what they think of, yeah. and that's cool. I met a, there's an amazing artist. I'm not going to say his name because I didn't ask permission. But if I say his artwork and you look it up, you'll know what I mean. It's good stuff. Um, he shoots a metal plate, and as the plate chips off, his um, the the shape of the gun blast. Different guns make that. And I was like, What did you go to school for? What did you Where did you get your brain from? And he's like, I didn't go to school for art. I went to business and marketing. And it was like, that's, that's amazing. I mean, and I'm not dissing this in any way. That's amazing for him to understand right now in the world, you can't be an artist and, and not make money. You don't need to, to take art. You need to make, take marketing and business. And yeah. if you want to make art for art's sake is what it is. Art used to be made for gods. People mm. would make art and give it to a, a cenote or go out there and burn it. So w humans aren't the only people observing the world around us. Yeah. Um, and so just the idea that we think that, if you're an artist in your rooms in a gallery, you just got a gallery and yeah. you could look at the last names. You can see the listing of who you had in your art gallery. I'm not hating on that. That's a yeah, different no, type of gallery. Um, it's great to have that investment. Most of the sh people who talk shit about art in some way, that artwork's not working for them. Mm. Like if they're going to be somebody who's talking shit about the gallery, they're, they're not getting it. Yeah. There's something that they're missing yeah. or there's something that's not going their way. Yeah. And you know, and again, people see BS, you know, people see the facade of like, yo, you're just trying to get yeah. a buck. You're trying to just get, you know, you're trying to one up or you're trying to, yeah. To me, that's. It's, it's visible. <clears throat> very visible. And I, I love the vibe already. I love the, I love how easy just this conversation is flow, like flowing, you know, but what made you. What was your first art piece? It's like, you know, I'm going to try to start painting with my sweat. Because I look at you and we talked last time. The first time it's we talked. Yeah, the first time we talked, you're, you're very in shape. You're, you know, you're you're eating you're, everything you do. So it's not like you're just sweating out McDonald's you had an hour no. before. It's, you all know? Mental, it's so mental health. The best way, one of the things that comes to my mind is a conversation I had with a, a Marine. Um, and what he had, he seen battle. He seen battle. Mm. Um, I can't say it was killing because it might have been defending. There were so many. He's done things to where I can create my artwork here in this country. So I appreciate what wow. he did. And for me and him to both go to the doctors because we both have a mental issue, um, a, a problem from a trauma that we're trying to have. Like, and, and really, that, that violent childhood I had would have been beneficial right now if my, if my grandpa's future was the future today. Mm. But it's not. So I have a, a childhood, a traumas with things that can't function in the shape of the mold of today's society. Wow. And so for them to give both of us the same treatment and same prescription is just beyond me. Mm. Our, our, we're not seeing two different things. It's yeah. huge. So when the sweat painting happened out of that, um, I was like broken, like broken in, internally. Um, my sons had already grown to be of a, an older age because I had them when I was like 15. And, and they're awesome. Um, and their mom's awesome. Um, but there's definitely something to be said if you're a 15-year-old mind doesn't know certain things. Um, and so by the time I hit into my like 30s, um, 
a young lady at a college, I went to college, had told me things about being, you know, unwanted. It wasn't bad. Okay. Um, and this is no shame to her yeah. because I had a single mom. I immediately knew what she meant. And that that tore me up because I started thinking of my mom. I mean, if you think of me painting the women, this is why I paint women is yeah. because I don't understand that side. Yeah, get a shot of that while you're yeah. saying that. As a, as a male, I can only identify and go through what I identify mm. as. Um, but my mom, I can't. And now that I found something we, we can relate to, it hurt. Mm. Um, and I'm in the gym and I'm just, I'm seeing my sweat hit the ground and I'm thinking, you know, you're you're worth something. You're not worth nothing. Um, and this sweat proves it. You're earning that right now. And and then I actually started putting it on different things. I couldn't really do it on this first, but it was the idea that like what were you practicing on? What like what led oh, into like shit, this? first I did a canvas, like regular painting canvas, because I was already painting with acrylics. Yeah. And so the painting with acrylics had rolled into um like it was a synchronized moments. Everything had to happen at a certain time, like an oral tradition. Um, so first I was painting on canvas. I was interacting and talking with other artists, which is why it's it's good to be in the art community in any facet, if you're volunteering. So I'd speak with other of them. We toss our ideas around. And so finally it came into watercolor, the paper. At that same time it was coming to that, I was experiencing the language from men and women. So that language made me look at sweat so much deeper because my sweat was a female sweat. It was also a different culture's sweat. It's based, you're breaking a threshold. You mm. earned that sweat. That is not, that is not easily, readily made, bought. It's a specific type. You are doing something. And if it's for therapeutic use, if I'm in there working out to use my body so that I'm more connected spiritually to my physical body because it deserves it. Like you got to be able to look at your body and say, you deserve to be loved. Um, and that's not vanity, but just in that moment. And if, if, if another person can do that. I think that's self-care. That's yeah. a huge self-care because- there's a lot of times, and really, and I think not so, you're not you're not even so much self care, but it's really putting yourself as a priority, as as like as I can appreciate. It's like, dude, I appreciate me. I got to take care of me. Yeah, because me, our bodies as humans are dying every day. We're deteriorating, so it has you know what we put in is what's eventually going to come out. And I see like, and again, I think because I heard uh, someone say you know like Shia LaBeouf, big fan of him. Yeah. I know he's like in his own. He's in a crazy world right now, man. But he talked about paint, talk. paint, paint with your pain, you know. But the thing was, it's like the paint with your pain. He said that there's there should be more than just doing that because your pain is your pain is what happened to you but your pain doesn't have to be you that's the, like so you're not being yeah. a victim you're yes. not sitting there and saying okay you went through this and you went through yep. this you're actually saying i'm we're all going through this and it doesn't have to be ugly mm. um it can be beautiful yeah. and so this was me saying okay well sweat <clears throat> is incredibly ugly one of the first shows i did a woman was watching it and, and her husband kept getting irritated because he was watching the bodybuilding show in there flex factory sponsored it they allowed me there in uh, clovis um, and they allowed me to do this piece and Valley Fitness Nutrition. They also spot, put my artwork up on their show. But this first show was done with Flex Factory and they're standing there and this person, the husband goes, Ugh, it's, it's, it's just sweat, it's gross. And the the people with me, they go, uh, they hear the, mo the, the wife go, can you do it? If you can't do it, I'm going to watch it. Go in there and watch your show. 
Mm. And I mean, this was a woman saying that to her husband, so it was pretty stern. Um, and so at the end of the show, when I heard that, I was like, that's a good compliment because it is sometimes gross. Some I've gotten people saying that's gross. Yeah, that's what I was about to ask because it's sweat. Because when you sweat. say sweat paint, I've talked to a few buddies of mine because I was telling them about having you on. They're like, sweat. They have that like sweat. Immediately. They know what it is. It's gross. <clears throat> but my, but my, but my, I came to your defense because I know you. I'm like, no, this dude's fit. This dude has, he's a healthy living guy. He doesn't put junk in him. He doesn't. He, he doesn't soil his body with the filth. You know. But, uh, you I know, do sometimes. Sometimes, and, and but, that's the thing is, I think even the people who do like this, you're dang, you're on a good, you're on the good ones. Yeah. So, but that's what I'm saying. But the thing is, though, when it comes to your your work, your pieces, it's not like you're not. It's like you know what? I'm gonna have burger today, and I'm gonna paint this. Exactly. I'm, you know. You you know. Because no. again, we as humans indulge. We we as humans, you know, no. like. I like to I want I want to make nuggets at three right. in the morning. It, I, <laughs> you know, there's something about um, if you're struggling, if you're if you're a person that has, I like to ask a more beautiful question, and, and if that guy, if me, let's say I struggle with cheeseburgers, and you're over there ripping it in the gym all the time, um, if, is my sweat the same as your sweat? If it's a struggle for me to even run mm, like, or do a pull up, mm -hmm. right? Because let's say at your point in life, it might be dire for you and you might not look the best or whatever, but I mean, that's just aesthetically pleasing. Your insights is so much more beautiful because yeah. you are saying, I'm not going to be embarrassed. I'm going to go in there and do what I can. And even if it's just for 30 minutes, I'm going to push through something. And all of a sudden you, you bust out a small pile of sweat. I'm I'm not sure if that has less value or more. No. I think that might has more value. I yeah. mean, personally, that's that's really valuable. Yeah, you know what you saying that may, it's just making me think more because again, when you sweat, you know, when I think of the hardest times in my life, especially with my dad. You know, my dad, we grew up poor, food stamps, welfare, all that, man. Yeah. Poor housing, papers. My dad, yeah, I remember the booklets. My, I, I used to think I was balling when my mom gave me the five dollar one. Like, oh my gosh! Yeah, gosh. I'm like, I got money. I ha I didn't know, but the thing was though, I I always remember my dad was always gone. Never knew until I got older, and I obviously you know I'm, I have my family, and it's like I look back at the sweat he laid out. He left himself out there, day in day out, the coldest times of the hottest days. And that man never stopped working. And so because of that sweat, because of those the sweat and tears, blood, sweat, and tears, tears we hear, it's like that, again, you're you're pouring yourself out. Yeah. You know, whether it's like you said, it's a small sweat or the- a big the, sweat. Yeah. It's sweat. Oh and it doesn't gosh. represent me. Like I have paintings of me, but it's that the point is to keep it genuine. Um, it's not about me. Come on. Um, to keep it non-contaminated. I'll put on art shows that I don't charge people for, and I don't have price tags on my paintings for because it's about. You can't sell this. Uh, and I don't mind. Some, yeah. some I have okay. sold. They're they're marketed. Um, so where they're at right now is a thousand five hundred, and every time I sell more, they go up in price. And so if it, it's because of the art market and that itself, um, a painting's an investment. So uh, somebody who's wealthy isn't necessarily if they like art, they're going to purchase the artwork and put it inside of a gallery. Um, but more than likely, they're going to buy that artwork and set it aside as an investment mm. because it's sitting money. Um, and so you find this right now with like, oh my gosh, the, the controversy over the artwork with people gluing themselves to paintings that have no relevance. Like yeah. the painting is not a relevant painting um, it, because who does it speak to other than one or two cultures? And then if the painting we know is owned, like the publicity stunt is just to get you more money then that's not artwork at all. You're using the artwork essentially yeah. for money's sake. And that's cool. It's clout. It's, it's clout. like you're trying to get clout, clout chasing, and man. Then you, you can all power to you. I can't 
down talk another artist, but I like to stand on their shoulders. Um, and so like no, taking, um, take, like, cause I love the Mona Lisa. It's a beautiful painting. It's been that way for many years, but being the artist, I feel I will be scooting it over um, and, and using Leonardo's shoulders to stand on and say, look it, we, we are all part of this planet at the moment. Mm. And something that speaks to all of us is sweat, yeah. um, men and women. And it's, so the next step, to, to keep us on the on the track of the painting and when I, when I started it um, the watercolor paper was the only thing that would absorb the paint the paint the sweat but I couldn't I didn't have paint to add to it yet I tried to paint it heavily and see if I could remove it because watercolor you can pat like pat on it yeah and then remove the paint a little bit it has a viscousness to it it has okay. it can move um, as as well as that um, I forgot the other word they use for it but it, it's movable yeah acrylics not Okay, um, I know it, you were saying that earlier before we were setting up, and it's like... So I really played with this. I, I didn't know what powder to use, because I was like, it has to be a powder. So I started <sighs> using like ochre, coffee, yeah, turmeric. Um, I mean, you can see granules, these granules. Get in there. What I ended up developing was a powder pigment that I added earth source paints to, so mm -hmm. it's safe. And then I add pre-workout. So colors like um, you got a pre workout. Get point at like point at certain colors. Oh Lily. my gosh! So like this, I'm pretty Get sure this is vicious pump. It's vicious pump is the pre workout color right here. And what I did is I added that to a thing that already had paint to it. Mm. So inside it, if you cut off a little piece and you test it, what you're gonna find is sweat. Sweat has salt. Sweat has your your waters, your yeah. toxins. Um, it's gonna have ammonia, um, and then you're gonna find all the chemicals that are in our pre workouts, like the caffeine, yeah, which is okay. like 300 milligrams of caffeine. It's a lot of flipping caffeine. Um, <laughs> and I mean, I was taking, and I I don't as much now, but that's crazy bad health. So yeah. the idea that you're gonna take a pre workout, and I'm <clears> going into the gym because I want to be healthy, or I want to be. Um, some people go because they want to look good, um, which is okay. Also, some people want to be aesthetically pleasing. Yeah, some you? people yeah, mental health. Yeah. Yeah, do you. But if you're going to take that pre-workout, you totally have to be safe and aware that you can't spit health game to anybody in the room. You can't go in there and be like, hey, health is like this, buddy. Sh shut it. Because that yeah. pre-workout's crazy and not healthy. And that's cool. But I mean, there are, I mean, there are guys, I'm, if you use certain substances, you got to know your health, your food. So I don't hate on none of that. Um, but you can't share somebody how to work out a plan. Like I'm in the gym. Yeah. I'm, I'm, people think I'm a bodybuilder. Dude, you're, you're ripped. You're, I love being big. Like I didn't want to take my shirt off to be like to be cool on the camera and stuff. But no, take it it's off. It's one of those things. Take like, your no, shirt like, off. Heck these yeah, are those see, things. I ain't, I ain't tripping. These are those things to say. Look at this boy. Oh, I'm all lost in the clothes. But that's usually how I flex at people. Yeah, so you do. Because like, hey, I remember. I'm, here's the thing. I remember when we were we were here at the studio, and like our conversation got deep, right? And like, yeah, like I, I, it's not so cool. much your like it's vanity, but I just feel <sighs> like. It had when, to be when, me. when we were talking, you were like, you know, you know, ooh, ooh, I love that. You know, yeah. it's like, it's like, well, so the best way to explain it is, um, fire and ice. Like we're, we're, <clears throat> where the fuck can I put what I was taught as a kid? Yeah. Like if I was taught how to hit shit as Where's a kid, outlet? there isn't an outlet. Mm. America doesn't facilitate me to have an outlet without getting into trouble. Yeah. And that's not cool. Um, and so I had an elder tell me them to use, he goes, use this and not these. Yeah. And that was beautiful. So for years I learned how to speak well. I was, oh man. I mean, the school system here told my mom I was going to be a drunk Indian when I grew up and they didn't mm. need to teach me. So dyslexic, illiterate, I didn't teach myself to read till I was 20. So I didn't know how to read and i blamed the system until i was 20 and i was like 
fuck that, Joseph. You know how to read. Don't fucking blame. Come and I'd on. read like cereal boxes, you name it. Um, and then I got pretty, pretty okay. I went to college, went to college. My English teacher told me straight to my face. She goes, you're too dumb for my class. I talked to the dean. I want to get you in my other class so we think you can pass it. You can't pass this class. I told her I'm going to pass it. Don't trip. I got to be in that class. And there's still some trouble because she ended up actually dropping me from my whole college. I have the homework and everything. Yeah. I got to go back. And But these are those things where the school systems, they're not facilitated for these things and society isn't. So what did I need to do? I had a mental health issue. I had a physical barrier and I had um, a, necess a necessary need to give back to the people around Whoa. me. Like I wanted to heal and be part of my community. What I'm suffering, people don't have to suffer. Mm. And if they do, great. This is an outlet for them to push their suffering. Um, here is a tool that I found sweat painting that allows you to use your body as um, as a healing factor. It's it's not just your paintbrush. You're you're optimizing your endorphins. Mm -hmm. You're doing so much. So the body I ended up sculpting was something like Frankfurt. I wanted to be He Man. Frank Frazetta. Bro, He-Man, dude. I wanted that. And so at what age do I get to say, I want this? What age? And yeah. I finally was like 30-something. I was like, stop being this. Well, I had used drugs in my mid-20s. Horrible decision. Don't use drugs. Yeah. <laughs> uh, because there's there's might be drugs like mushrooms, weed. I don't necessarily consider drugs. Those are medicines, especially for Hispanic Native Americans. We've been using mushrooms and indigenous like psilocybins and things in our cultures. There's there's this certain nose apparatus that we would use because it would um, take in a certain um, tobacco substance and, and things and it would be blown into the mm. nose. And it's interesting, you watch ancient aliens and they're talking about that being a special breathing apparatus. When in our culture, if you ask us, we're going to say, oh, that's when they're putting up the... So, I mean, it's just one of those things. And it's cool. I like ancient aliens. But, you know, ask... Well, here's the thing. I, 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 know, I know it sounds like a lot, you guys listening and watching, man. But the thing is, though, I'm hearing... I'm really seeing now and hearing the whole passion, the whole, the whole like, commitment, you know, because it is a commitment. Because, again, like, these artists, is, I'm just trying to find the next best thing. No, you're legit... You you hit a rough patch, like you said. You know, twenty years old doing drugs, thirty years old, like you changed the mindset, and so and like, and you started doing this. You know, so it's not like you're just doing this because no, this yeah. is you literally. There was a moment mentally, heard... physically, experiences, time, emotions, anger. You know, like you said, things that out no outlet that finally you like now. Mm. Yeah, and it's led up to this, and now I see it. Mm. The, the the I heard a moment that. I, I heard the creator say, if you don't do this, someone's gonna do this. And, and when, and when I, like I heard that. that, I thought to myself, well, first off, it wouldn't be just for me. Like, that can't be just for me. Like, this isn't just, it can't be. It contaminates me. Um, it, it contaminates what it is. Um, but at the same time, um, I, I, there were, I remember painting a painting a day for a year. So that's 365 paintings. I get up, I paint a painting at 4 a.m. and I take it to the gym and or work out on it. And most of the time I was working with my subconscious. If previously or in the four coming days, I was going to interact with seeing an owl or interacting with dance. I had actually took dance classes. Oh, really? Arguing with, uh, arguing with my boys' mom. I was I, I really wasn't a well thought out young man. As a young man, I had temperament issues. Um, you know, and that was... Just, Silly, trivial, 
trivial things. But at your age, at certain ages, that's not trivial. Yeah. And so even taking a minute to remember that time when I speak to younger people, it's like, oh yeah, this is this is why I do what I do. I do what I do because it's not about it's a, it can't be about monetary value because if I'm sharing with something, somebody like to let them know they're special, at what moment would I say, that's 20 bucks? Yeah. At, if we just got done discovering that you're an, like as an individual, you're special, you matter, you, you're, your sweat means you're a human, which means you remember being downloaded into this body. And now that you're in a living organism that you get to function with, how do you find it sacred? I mean, is it sacred? Can I, how do I want to contaminate it? Mm. These are questions that like, if, if we just ask the questions, I have no answers. There's so much I don't know. Um, so not having all the answers means I get to ask a lot of beautiful questions. And so- I love that. Man, did you guys hear that? Not having the answers is okay, but you're, you'll be primed to ask those beautiful questions. You got it. And we grew up in school and there's no, you hear, there's no dumb questions. Yeah, but you can't ask them. Yeah. What time in class were we allowed to ask them? Yeah. We weren't, the teacher had to cover their things. We might've had two or three good teachers that stood out and didn't do um, the norm. I remember two teachers that were one in elementary and one in um, high school, um, Mr. Sepulveda and Miss Silk. What they do? They're just they were do you patient. Have a specific. They were huh. patient. I, my, I I didn't know. I never was diagnosed ADD or crazy, you know, OCD or whatever. But back then, I just my brain was just too far ahead on a lot of things in which, life, as it should be. Yeah, but the thing is, though, those two were the only ones that had, gave me an outlet. I remember as a kid, they would just let me be. I know it was like, at one point, it's like, man, that kid needs to get slapped, you know? But a, there was a guy named David Fegeth, Um and I knew him. His, he grew, his, he had a dad that taught later. Um, mm -hmm. And I just, I, I admired David Fegeth. Mm -hmm. um, he was uh, like, Michael J. Fox is what I thought of him. Oh, he was just fucking cool. Go. Um, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> but he had later a tragedy had happened in his life. And, um, but I didn't, none of this happened during the time that I knew his dad. His dad was my teacher for yeah. two years, uh, a semester in math and a semester in uh, history. And he always told, he started off his year and he told me, because later I had his class and he's like, you, yeah, I remember you. And I was like, whoa, what's up? And because um, again, I had kids at 15, so I was out of school pretty early. Wow. Um, and he was like, hey, I, I tell a story about you every year. It's your story. He goes, do you remember what you said when math class or in history class, history was first. And I go, I no clue, you know, and he's like, okay, class, this guy right here, he goes, we're having a serious discussion about history. We're asking about what might not get repeated because history can repeat itself. And I ask everybody, what would nobody like to see happen in history again? And, 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 and now I might sound, um, I've had some people be like, dude, you're, you're smart. Which again, I'm not. I just I'm regurgitating a lot of what I've heard over the yeah. years, like what Mr. Figus says, and then I'll regurgitate what he says. Doesn't mean I know this. It means I'm just implementing what I heard. Mm -hmm. But um, he goes, "What did you? What?" Uh, <laughs> he goes, "What would you like not to happen again?" And I raise my hand very confidently, and I go, "Disco." <laughs> and, and I don't know why it just came out, but I was like, this goes not to happen. And to this older man who tucked in his shirt was in the in the Air Force, it just rung a bell to him and maybe that old dazed and confused culture. Um, because so I was that at that at that young age. Yeah. I was already that little dazed and confused little high kid in mm -hmm. school. Um and so for this man who taught me integrity, um, this is why he was so detrimental to my life, is he mentioned um, what do you do when no one's looking? You pick your nose and yeah, yep. and what do you do? And I was like, he goes, somebody's always watching. 
And I heard enough elders say it that when this man said it, it made a connection. Being being separated from school, um, being uh, a Native American in a country, in a town that had none, or at least they didn't talk about it, it always meant I, I felt very alone. Mm-hmm. Um, which isn't bad. I think that's why I feel at home as a my first as the first sweat painter, um, because then it allows me to be the spokesman, the genuine first. Like Dude, it's that not a pioneer, man. Don't look at just me. Yeah. This is me that likes to flex. And this is me that does other things than just sweat painting. Sweat painting is specifically about being a human and visually seeing a representation of what a human is. Um, I painted the Nate Diaz brothers, uh, Nick and Nate Diaz. Nick Diaz. Get a shot of that. Get a shot oh, of that. Man, man. I mean, the, the, the idea that's the way I even have it. And it might be in my mind, I just see how Nick Diaz was there paving the way and then Nate Diaz, how he, I mean, his last fight where it was on 209. Yeah, where he they ended the, right dude, on it. just on it. I mean, there isn't nothing legendary about these guys, but they're also fighting with something that, it, that's why it makes them special. Nate didn't have a belt. No, but, but the thing is, though, he, I think the energy that he brings is real authenticity. Genuine. Real. Like genuine authenticity. Real. And that's why a lot of people, he can lose, he, he lost a lot of his fights, but- what did everybody do? They come and support because they love who he is. Always, you know, he's all stocked in. I gotta not like the Rock. Yeah. I gotta not like the Rock because he don't like he's the Rock. I hate and his like, shoes. I, yeah. I hate the Shit. Rock too. Now I, it's I can't like, stand Dwayne. The, yeah. He's the same damn character in every movie. Oh man, him and Kevin Hart, I cannot stand. See, I, I can't. I can't say anything against the guy, but I can't say I don't like him because of this. Um, but that's yeah. part of the thing is that, Nate Diaz. Says the so. Nate Diaz says it. I, I'm no. I never get on those bandwagons, but with same. this one, I do. Um, but I can't. See, he does play all the same characters, and that's not an actor. Yeah, that's um. There's there's only um, again. He's the artist. Found an easy way to make the money. I'm never gonna hate hate on people making that bag. No, but the thing is though, when it's the same, it's like you know what I like what they're doing. I'm gonna make that and try to take that again. That's like artists that people like you you said. This already pays. This already does what it does for me, and that allowed me to. I mentioned that book earlier. Yeah, Um, it allows me to save that. Yeah, yeah, that's what that does. Mm -hmm. And most people, I think, if you have one. Um, thing that you do, it's difficult to be great. Like, like UFC rappers, uh, UFC rappers. Um, Tyrone Woodley. Uh, wait, gosh, like what's going on? But when you have skills and you're an artist, it's almost amazing how you can take another art. Like I went to tattooing and I rolled that into painting and I rolled that into sweat painting. And, and so it's, you, you can do these things, but once you get seen by the media, that's where it's, what are you making your artwork for? Yeah. Are you making it for a like on the Instagram page? Are Come you making on. it for an art gallery? You know, are you making it for human? F- like I'm making these for human beings. And the, when, when they're in the gym, I've had people cry. And I don't always understand why, but I know it happens. And when it happens, it's just the most, I can share with this one, um, this guy, he came up to me and I was at, a, I was, um, we were at, the college art show and he sees one painting. He's like, how did you paint that? What is it? And it was a woman. And I had painted the woman because at this time I'm always confused. Women terrify me <laughs> as a male. Like I can handle, like if you're a guy, I can whatever. But if you're a woman, you can, you can break me emotionally and phys- like, and, and no, there's so real. much I'm terrified. And so the idea that I painted this woman so I can understand the softness that I might need to understand. Mm. If I go through these same brush strokes and I look at this, I can actually start to feel like a better human being. Um, and myself, I find personally a dualism with a partner. Not everybody does. They're cool on their own. It's cool for you, not for me. So in that process, I painted this woman and I tell him that. And he goes, you ever see the Mona Lisa? 
And I go, no. And he doesn't know how I feel about the Mona Lisa already. I want to, I'm, I'm the guy who's scooting that over. Yeah. So he goes, um, I seen it. Well, my daughter's seen it. Like I seen the picture because she was right in front of it. He goes, it's not even that big. She was so disappointed. Mm. And I go, man, really? And he goes, this, and he starts tearing up. Now, this man is in full leather because he was in a group of like 50 to 70 bikers that drove up from, uh, rode up from South LA up to here. In Orange County, not LA, Orange County up to here. But this is touching you like that? This painting is simply, it's not even, if you guys, if one of the things, you, it's simply, the, the Diaz painting is a great example of this, um, but I have paintings that they're not fully fleshed out. There's, there's the maximum and the most minimal. There's no need for me to spend, um, you know, a month on an eye to look like a picture you can take with your phone. Yeah, I want I it to look yeah. like a painting. You might, if you, if you draw so real, might as well just take a picture. Take a picture. And I'm not yeah. hating on that. That's but a great skill. I, there's an artist but, that I know, amazing guy. His name is Brent Mercer. Shout out, Brent. Um, this dude's amazing. He, his entry, cause he's also, he can sculpt. He, he can, he, he worked with Hollywood. He's yeah. done sets. You know, and he said that ever since he said that, that really resonated with me. He's, uh, I asked him about artists and asked, I showed him, he's like, hey, Brett, what do you think? He's like, he's like, it looks like a picture. I was like, no, someone drew it. He's like, well, they might as well take it a picture. Yeah, as well. He said, like, that's not art. He's, and he was very straightforward, and I love that. And I'm glad you said that. It's true. That's it's so hard. real. It's, it's people don't like, so when you see one of my paintings, I've had some people like, uh, it's almost like they request or they're looking for something. I can tell. I tattooed, so I have to look at you and what you want. Yeah. Um, but when I have something that's, that's literally a, a message, like, because it's the sweats one thing. It used to, some my originally, I had just started putting colors. Like mm. it has no image behind this. There wasn't uh, a Native American. There wasn't a dancer. It was just the sweat. Mm. Um, and it was so abstract. Uh, uh, um, Anthony Ebos, totally amazing, cool guy. He, um, like brother, just, uh, he's, 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 he's dope. And one of the cool things he did was he goes, um, they're all the same. He critiqued me honestly. Really? As an artist, we don't go up to each other and be like, it looks really good. You know, hey man, great. Let me pat you on the butt. No, like, like that's why I say these great compliments towards him because he looked at my artwork and critiqued it and said, hey, you know what I'm seeing? It looks great. It's all the same. Mm. What do you, why, why don't you do something? And as an artist, instead of me saying, okay, you know what? Fuck you. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. You're not my friend. You're yeah. not my You don't homie. know what I've been you don't through. Know what, yeah. This is my meme, you know. Dude, we can't be that way, yeah. especially as, as uh, I have to be ever-changing. I have to be understand growth. This is the human uh, the human self of knowing I'm a custodian of the planet, the indigenous way that, that was separated from me. And that means I have to keep knowing. Yeah. So I can't not know. So him sharing that with me, I started painting the images in. There's some that have a border. And some that don't have a border. There, I mean, I, I'm constantly changing things. Where now I'm adding acrylic on top of the sweat <clears throat> paintings. So a, a watercolor will move. An acrylic, once it's watered down, it'll move. But once it dries, it stays. Mm. And gouache is the same way. It moves like watercolor paint. But once it dries, it won't. Like we wet, it re-wet. <laughs> it won't get moved again. Yeah. The sweat paintings will get moved again if they get re-wet, oh, like okay. watercolor. Yeah. And also, I could lift it up. So as an artist, it actually it fits all the criteria to say this is art mm. um, in an academic format because anything could be art, but that means there's shit art too. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. This That's guy, real. I forgot who they, Jordan Peterson. I think <clears throat> yeah, I love that talking, dude. Dude, he's amazing. He's, um, 
Yeah, go ahead. Every time, and he was talking about making things. I heard him in Akira the Dawn. It was a song. That's how I started listening. I didn't know who Jordan Peterson was. It was a song guy who would loop, he'd make beats, and then he'd loop Jordan Peterson through it. And I was like, this guy's dope. Yeah, Akira the Dawn. I mean, he's fucking, he's dope. Um, And he's hecka cool online. Like, you can communicate with him online. Really? Yeah, he's a cool Instagram guy. Get him on the pod. Yeah, dude, he's smooth. Um, And I'm I'm not sure I've never met him or talked to him. I just, we've messaged each other. Yeah, we've DM'd. He responds. Um, Totally responds. He'll repost my message. mention him and i put him up I'm on the music go ahead I'm, I'm yeah i mean even with joe rogan he'll do things where he puts joe rogan talk that's how i knew it was jordan peterson is it led me to figuring out that he did it with joe rogan and then i was like he's making this it was beautiful i, I listened to motivational speakers over over music so for him to do it with the beat and as an artist i love that sound so jordan peterson says uh, make it beautiful he's talking about when you have something ugly yeah okay, you make it beautiful okay and um when you do that you also point out what's ugly like you make the obvious ugly. Now, when I heard that, I thought, oh my gosh, Ooh. sweat painting is very ugly to some like people and made it beautiful. But now it makes what's 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 ugly. Well, I think what it's doing is it's making art ugly. My artwork is is showing a contrast between these two fields of art. Are you making artwork and what is it? And and it's pointing out is was that is that supposed to be something? Oh, it's magnificently done. But what's it too? Is it supposed to be part of a D and D collection, which I love? You know what I mean. But those are amazing monsters. But that that illustration can also be. It's an illustration blown up is now a portrait. Um, Originally done as as a watercolor. Does it fit into fine art? The galleries are closing down. Only supported by individuals who want to profit from what's coming in there. Mm. What do you profit? Not for art's sake. But what do you profit from? Mm-hmm. Well, then the conversation changes. When I go and do an art show in the middle of the forest, I'll go in the middle of Tehachapi and do an art show for the bobcats, the deer. Like I, lip, I put these paintings up. Everything was legit. Art show was on. I left, chilled for a while, came back, took it down. What's the difference? Mm. If I, I can go to Santa Monica, a lot of my shows were in Santa Monica. My funnest shows were in Santa Monica. I just set them up in front of other businesses. I would just show up and put my artwork up on a day that there was a parade or on a day there was a festivity and people just associate my artwork with the area. Yeah. What, what's it not facilitating? So then you start asking yourself, what, is art, what does my art do for me? Mm. If you're an artist right now and you're like, should I get into art? What does it do for me? You got to ask yourself that. Because you might, you might end up hating yourself because you toiled over a skill to learn and craft. And then you now have this amazing art skill that you can't do shit with. You got to get into marketing. You got to get into logo making. And you're like, fuck, I keep making logos. I just want to create my story Don't or my do. this. And- you know, that's so real, man. Because, so, again, that's why, you know, I'm all about passion, man. But at, at some point, man, that term, follow your passion, is like the wrong. I feel like... It's not it's not the right direction to go, man. I think what I, I think what I'm getting from you is you found out and I would say for maybe for a lack of a better, you found out what worked for you. That was it. You found out you found your outlet on to express your life experiences, who you are, how you feel, you know, what's going on in your mental, what's going on in the world, what's going on with people, you know, and again, like you said, the people. sweat says a lot. Yeah. You can tell when somebody's working out. They're sweating, and here's the here's yeah. the here's the flip side. You can tell when someone's overweight and they're not healthy. They're just sweating because they're just see that's an impact, you know. So again, what you found that what you found is legitimate. I honestly, I've never heard of sweat paint. In my, no. I'm 41, never heard of sweat paint. Any oh. type of sweat in my life, sweat cool. paint. 
Cool. You know, and so yeah. it what's what's a trip that is that I'm looking at this one. You know, mm-hmm. I, I don't know if you can see that. Probably, probably lower go to three. Mm-hmm. I think it's there. And that was you a know. big. Can you get that lily bug? Hold on, scoot the camera over, Lily, in front of you. Just stand. Okay. Yeah. Go, go go wide. Go to four then while you're doing that. I mean, this is a trip. As I'm looking at it, guys, um, I mean, that to me says a lot because you had a lot to say about that. Yeah. You know, so Lily, stay on, um, Joseph. And uh, it was really, it was really, when when you mentioned like what we're doing it for. Yeah. Um, some 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 men or some women, that's, that's, we're going into the gym completely working out yeah. um, for different there purposes. Um and when I started looking at myself, yeah, when I started seeing myself, let me get this guy. Um, so I'm a, I'm a guy. I identify as a male. Um, I, people can identify it. I don't hate. Do whatever you want to do. I choose this. I, I know um, what, what, what I grew up with, and mm-hmm. I choose this, this idea. And I, felt like, I feel like I'm a tool. Um, I had a few discussions with males who were um, older in their years. Um, well, explain that. What do you mean you feel like a tool? Um, so like, let's say a, a woman makes babies. Mm-hmm. And so if there's a bear, it's going to show up in the village and it start attacking stuff. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go over there and kill it. And the bear kills me. She can make another baby. Yeah. And that can do, the, but you know, she shouldn't, I, I'm actually, I can't reproduce the same way. That doesn't mean there's anything negative about that. And I mean, that even brings up the term negative yeah. because when you have something like negative, that doesn't mean any bad uh, condens, con, yeah. you know, there's nothing yeah, bad attached to it, yeah. but we do. And in, in, in Western culture, we use that term as something bad, but that negative space is super necessary. Um, so as a tool, uh, as a male, I know I'm only the provider of something and, and it takes this, you know, the woman would have these two planets and it's just it's 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 a native american thing i give high respect to the woman um it's just the way i was raised yeah like the woman there are there are things and attributes that make see this is where i don't understand and i have questions about is femininity and masculine masculinity mm-hmm. um because right now we're using those as tools like somebody can define them like yeah, yeah there's a definition but if i'm if i'm being masculine and that's a great things and attractive but all of a sudden that person over there thinks it's toxic it's the same thing i'm doing it just yeah. doesn't facilitate society yeah and i think there's a double standard with that Huge. man i mean we can get into that but the re- the reality is i understand as a man you know i i, I i'm a man you like know, i have I would, to use these yeah you have to and i think that's what and I think the society we live in, man, is taking that away because, again, it comes down to, you know, I understand, man, the the rights of women, the rights of just human beings, you know. But the thing is, though, it's like one of those things. It's And this is a touchy subject, man. I never want to just – I don't want to offend people because I don't want to hear the noise because well, I know where I stand. Yeah. But the thing is, though, we need – you know, we're not created equal. We're it's not. It's a conversation. Th- there is a huge conversation. But the thing is, though – as equal human beings, we are we are the same under God's eyes, man. Yes, you know that's how I see it. And well, so, if, let's say my last like I'm, I'm not I, to be able to relate <clears throat> myself. Like I'll paint women so I can better understand the femininity like side that. in my own yeah. self. Like I know I carry feminine traits. You know, I, I understand Thanks. having a female mom. I didn't have the father figure, so there were things. We had these two awesome neighbors, Cindy and Angie, and me, and my brother Samuel and Joseph, right? And we grew up like as we had we were you know, diaper kids together. And one day we moved and never seen them again. And I started asking myself about that, that scenario because in my mind growing up with a female as a child that was never like, we didn't know we were, you know, when you're so young and you don't know why both of our shirts are off. And then one day all of a sudden you got to wear a shirt. Why? 
Yeah. You know, you, the, the society is defining what male and female, yeah. fe- male and female is. Uh, indigenous cultures all over the place. There are, there are even in Hispanic language, there are feminine words and masculine words. So it's, it's a dare, it's a, Daring conversation to have yeah. because you yourself have to be highly educated in what's going on. Yeah. I am not. I, I, I know enough <sighs> to say that, that when I was doing this painting. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it that. made me feel so much like a tool. Like as a male, I love labor. So if every time I'm going there and I'm I'm just putting myself to this toil of pain, then I'm actually working myself closer to death. Mm. So I got to really be comfortable with death. Mm. And that's something men and women both have to do like all of a sudden the ephemerality that you know what every day what am i doing how who am i uh, taking all this off muscles all these things and then the the hummingbird is it's love it's life being native um i like i just how meaningful moments are yeah when you see like um when you see a hummingbird and you're thinking of something those things parallel each other. The, the, uh, the, right now, consciousness is that. This is a physicist's conversation. When they're describing the world and the simulation we live in, when you carry that conversation further outside of their lunchrooms or whatever, if what they're saying is true, then upon observation, when we see things and they see us, they're much more meaningful. You're describing a Native American's world. Mm. You like to call us magical creatures um when yeah. actually you know what we are, are just human beings who are really in in tune with who we are and we have to figure out a way to live in a society that isn't ours and so that painting is that it was it's a lot of pain um that i i feel constantly um and i love it i love the fact to know that right now is a temporary moment and and i get to spend it doing this mm-hmm. um i could be doing oh my gosh it'd be horrible if i was still on drugs mm. um i couldn't i, I wouldn't be because it's just disgusting. Um, but yeah. that's at one time I valued my life that little and the people's around me that little that when I realized I had to heal me, it had to give back to the rest of the world because mm-hmm. I took from it. I took wow. greedily from it. You know? Yeah, I think I think that's a mindset and known and it's, it's a personal mindset. It's like, you know, your personal debt to society, your personal debt to the the world or the families, friends around you. The it, impact, or my ancestors. The impact. Yeah, the ancestors. And, that, and that's so true. And that comes with Again, that comes with looking in the mirror, you know, because, again, we can blame society, the school systems, everything. We can just, like I've said this a thousand times, we're walking around showing the world the mirror, like, this is what's wrong. This is what needs to change. Yeah. If you make it personable and you do your part, just flip that thing around. Oh, it hurts. And it hurts because that reminded me, like you said, the other artists, like, yeah, you're doing the same thing. It looks good, but it's all the same. It's all the same. You know, and the thing is, though, when you can take the correction, when you can take the truth, you know, because, again, I do believe, man, there is truth. There is, but I never want to get in a world where I make my truth the ultimate truth. It's because that that can never work. That, that's, to me, that's that's insanity, you know, because my truth is not yours, and we can get down that. But the thing is, though, when you flip it, like you said, it's true. you know, when you step in that world where I got to change, I got to do something. For me. Yeah, for you. Yeah. And, again, and I think this is kind of where my topic, I've been in my whole I would say just this past four or five, six months, man, is like my my mind, because we talk about the hurt. We talk about the frustration. You know, a lot of people become influenced. A lot of people begin to talk about the hurt. And this is my experience. This is what happened to me. And this is, you know, don't let this, I'm never going to let no man, right. dude, I'm never going to let no woman. woman. But the thing is, it's like, you're not speaking from healing. 
You haven't healed from that part of your life. You're speaking from the hurt and pain because there has not. Yeah, you've learned to not let that happen. Yeah, you've learned not to do that again or let anything go wrong in your life. But you're speaking only it's, from the hurt and not yeah, from the it's healing. contaminating the area yes, around and you. You're just regurgitating. Yeah. Re, yeah, your regurgitation is off, and that's that's okay. Like I've, it's strange. So I, the the government that I went to the hospital. Um, and they had me on Zoloft's. Mm. It was an antidepressant. And it was horrible. I, it was horrible. Um, it's the best way I can describe it. Feeling um, drugs didn't make me feel the way Zoloft made me feel. Mm. Separated from my consciousness, um, I felt um, like I wasn't operating with me anymore. Um, I could do things, but I was always off in like third person mode. Like if you played the oh, original yeah. Grand Theft Auto, where you were like up here looking at everything, yeah. that's how it felt. Like it was just gone. Mm. Um, and so I had to microdose shrooms. That's scary, man. It was. So, well, microdosing shroom was getting scary because I didn't know, like, first off, you're going to you're going to do this to get your brain right? What is this? And so I started researching it more and more. And these are those things that you you start like understanding, like, okay, like indigenous medicines. This was an indigenous medicine that was um, Marina Sabina. Her story is very tragic. It's like a, it's like a very Medusa tale. She mm. didn't deserve what happened to her, but because American society, um, some college professors with a degree in a university, went over there, took her information, came back, lied about the information. They said they weren't going to steal from her. Uh, a, a huge wave of uh, 60s drug addicts. Um, and really, when you the, the mushroom was made to help you understand you're a gardener of the planet. And in American society, we're teaching you that if you take mushrooms, it helps you become enlightened and more divine. You can become more spiritually inclined to speak to a god. What? What god has time for you? You're one person on the planet... Does God really need to stop what he's doing to hang out with you? Like, I mean, just, mm -hmm. so it's cool that these substances can be discussed this way and I'm not downgrading them or the fact that they do, like if I take, um, they do make you feel more spiritually inclined. Mm. They can make you have self-revelations where you fix certain things internally. Um, and all those things are a great conversation that I think what disturbs me is it's an educational one that was originally stolen by an indigenous mm. woman who was using it to heal her community. And the story was different. It's to help you understand you're a guardian of the planet. You're a, you're literally a custodian of what we live on. And what do we hear? We hear Terrence McKenna. We see these books. And I love, I got a friend just hand me an amazing book I've been reading by Terrence McKenna, Food of the Gods. And, and he, he is coming at this stuff from a very educational point of view, uh, just like in the arts. You got a degree. You're going to tell me what it is. But sweat paintings, isn't they're not yours. Yeah. They're mine. And they're my peoples. They're the humans' peoples because we're humans first. And we're the first ones to have discussions about sweat paintings, not you guys. So the educational system can't step in and do mm. that. Now I think of the being saved by, by psilocybins and saying, okay, well, what was it going to do to me on the microdose level? And instead of looking and not just researching academically, but understanding the indigenous point of view from it. It was about growing... Um, becoming more empathic, becoming more, having more empathy. Um, not that I didn't have empathy already, but really there is no need to get mad at Fresno drivers who the blinker means speed the fuck up. Like the blinker yeah. doesn't mean speed up. The I blinker means, 
I'm get, it's but only in Fresno. Like yeah. once you get past Bakersfield, there's like shit drivers, um, and Facts. it's not my job to be Facts. angry. Yeah. Um, and so the fact that I I was I'm guilty real, of that. <laughs> I am. Um, I've had some serious. It was. It took a few guns in my faces. Me chasing the guys with the guns in my wow. faces. Yeah, I got. I didn't care. You ain't gonna pull a trigger. Then yeah, I'm gonna get you. And that's a horrible way to live. It's a horrible way to feel. A horrible way to think. That I'm not glorifying that behavior. In, anyway we do not condone violence in there not, y'all, y'all use your not. brain don't get shot it's the best way yeah i mean because that's right now we're, it's every but to, to be able to communicate and be dip, uh dip, diplom- diplomatic yeah like having a situation is tense so that means you got to be comfortable like i had a guy step on my foot straight up stepped on my foot and instead of like in america we all know what that means you stepped on my foot yeah we're getting into an altercation yeah and i talked with him and it turned out something was just a little off. Me and another person, everybody else in the room noticed it. So no, there was a harm, but no foul. Mm-hmm. Hey, we're, we're going to understand and talk this out as grown men. Um, the same is for me with the art world. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, I'm coming up to bat. Who, who's, tell me the artist. Right now, find me the artist. It's not just getting soup thrown on. Like, you're going to take, it's very well known. This is what's going to happen. You die. Somebody comes in and buys your artwork. They would have never put your artwork in that gallery. But now that you're dead, your volume of work can be marketed. Now, this is different than art for art's sake. This is art for money's sake. Mm -hmm. Art for art's sake. Which gallery? Where are the people supporting the artwork that needs to be seen? Because it has a message. That's it. Come on. That I don't. If it doesn't sell, great. But if it, it, it that if it doesn't sell, that's it. The message is that simple. When you see a sweat painting, it's not just one person. It means you're special now. You're mm. no longer um, ugly. Like yeah. I'm. I, I had to see that in myself. And instead of like saying very much so, like Joseph, cool. You're. You know. You're. You're great now. Fuck that person. Yeah. What are you gonna? No. It was almost this instinctive moment where um. I almost like the, when the creator said it, it's like, you can give back. You can actually help. You have something to offer the world. Um, and if it's a sweat painting sharing with them, um, I mean, it's just sharing it, man. I mean, that's, I mean, what you're saying, man, just it all full circle is you on these, on these canvases, on this, this art. Yeah. You know, it's really because, you know, I do see the sweat, the legit, in pun intended, or yeah, I see the sweat. I see the struggle because again, sweat man comes from stress. When you're putting your body through something, and when you're doing something that's challenging you, you're gonna sweat it out. Yeah, you know what? And there's a sickness. You know when you get sick, what do they say? Sweat it sweat out. Sweat it out. Sweat it out. So there's, we go to our sweat lodges. Mm-hmm. Um, not all like my, my tribe doesn't, but I, I I sweat with the brothers here in California, the Thule and the 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 Chichancy, yeah. there's a few, the Yurok, there's, California has a lot of tribes in there. It's actually this this last painting piece, um, that's what that, it's, it's interesting that to one. think, yeah, how how the mind works. And I, I'm i I'm still astounded by the brain. I love learning. Um, I you ever get lost learning. in your mind where it's just like, this doesn't feel real, your hands kind of get like. All the time. Like, this is no drugs. This is like, yeah. you think, and it's like, how am I here? You question your existence and it's just like, again, I, I reminded we did we did a job went flew to Phoenix and this is my first time ever flying on a commercial flight ever, and I'm looking down at the window and I just the whole time I was thinking I'm small, I'm nothing in this universe I'm nothing in this world, you know and that's how and we get this in this mind that we're bigger than what we think yeah. we are and we're not yeah. you know and that's like 
that was a huge eye opener for me, man. Because I, I was we talked before. I what, coming off what my grade six, are we supposed to learn that in? Are third graders supposed to teach other third graders that? No. Nope. Like from six to eighteen, we're stolen. These nope. are conversations and thoughts that we have, mm-hmm. and and where in society after now from six to eighteen, you've been stolen and you didn't have this conversation. <laughs> you're in college. Is that when? Yeah. Like when do you, that's a beautiful thought to have mm-hmm. that you're you're observing yourself in a contemplative moment. We don't support that in society. Yeah, like we see, like I was up there and I was looking down. I was like, that's a diesel truck right there. That looks like a speck. And we know diesel trucks when we drive by. Like, you know, but you're like, like to, to be uh-huh. to be that um, and to think right now, like in, 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 in like there's two things in science that have always astounded me with my sweat paintings. Um, one's that upon, upon observation, when you have the hydrogen collider and if one person looks at it, it changes upon mm-hmm. somebody else. They're talking about this molecule thing, this very, this thing that handles emotions and thoughts differently. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then the idea that water can carry memory. Mm-hmm. So if it's true that water carries memory, when I'm thinking and feeling an emotion, does the sweat mimic that? So I'm, I'm in the midst of the moment I'm in the, and then the heat of the moment and the colors that I grab they mean something to me. The, if it's not the colors that I'm grabbing by the subconscious, like I'm trying to get, like you said, being somewhere else as an artist, there's this moment where you allow, a, well, as an athlete, if you're doing something, there's this moment you let go of everything and you're running on, not just on endorphins, but you're not thinking about everything. You're, you're really in this blissful state of monotonous movement. Mm-hmm. Um, people who play any sport, you're going to feel that way. So I'll grab the colors at that moment. I, I, I don't, I'm sweating. You can't stop and talk to me. I can't talk. It's going to stop. I yeah. want to be in this level of excitement in myself and then, or, or tears. I've cried yeah. on these canvases. I've I've sweated so much that I've made sure that people couldn't tell I'm crying or, or sweating. Really? And yeah. Oh my gosh, that's super intense. Because wow. nobody knows, um, and I'm just sitting there, just crying and and sweating and and, and it, it hurting with whatever life struggles there um, or blissful things like happy, just so joyous. I mean, I'm listening to Disney music. You know really? what I mean? Like bare necessities, super cool shit Love that makes that, me man. happy. And so, like with this guy. Um, I had painted this this native. It's um, a yaki, and when I painted him, I didn't know what to do with it. Some, shot. Something about it, I just felt like as a as a Native American, we have different ways of like. Okay, I'm a native. Would you call this native art? Well, I'm a native, so any art I make is native art. Yeah. Um, but I don't make the classic native. You know looking native americans the, the the sad warrior on the horse on the horse yeah you got well, like i'm trying to do that horse thing and the way he looks and so if i'm but does that make me not that yeah um i'm native origin but i'm an artist am i just an artist of native origin yeah um and so that that meant something to me where i was asking these questions to other brothers and sisters and elders and um i took this to an elder jr manuel got to be there and he had pointed this out and he goes hey um I like that. And I told him, I don't know what to paint. I don't know how to color it. I just had a question about it, but I brought it here. And he goes, I'd like to see it like this. Mm. And that's the first painting I've ever painted that has that. He goes, you should grab a little bit of these colors. And and I've been pretty singular in a lot of my paintings recently. I hadn't gone back to using multicolors since my early paintings. Yeah. So it was just one of those things that had a, a, a it's, it's still his. I have to go and deliver it to him. Yeah, I remember um, saying that. Yeah, but he, 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 I mean, he's the reason that those things get finished. Mm. I, I painted a bear and then uh, ended up finding the artist who I ended up doing the jujitsu. Uh, I mean, these are those things. I gotta, if you can, yeah. No, yeah, you're good. Because I'm going to find this guy's, um, to give him a th- what he did, 
he's a he's a he's a champion right now. Um, I just call him Graybeard. It's Graybeard. Um, Callie the Graybeard Malton. So it would be at R. I don't even know if how did we but, but so yeah. So tag me in one of his pictures, and what okay. I'll do is I'll put the link up as we're talking about. Sweet. It. I mean, and these are so I'll paint fighters from five five nine fights. Back, back to Mike T. Yeah, shout, you know, out, shout Mike out to Mike T. T. So it's one of those guys. Like he allowed me through that. What were the odds that he took me to go uh, hang out and meet some fighters at Five Five Nine Fights? <clears throat> I ended up painting a na- another native brother. Mm. Didn't know he was from the same tribe as J.R. Manuel. So these are those same things where I mean the universe connects all those things, and so I actually see how I can live to allow my gut to get me through life to understand what I'm painting. Mm. I mean, it's a, it's a strange path. That's a crazy. I mean, what what again? What what I get all from all this is the the experience, man. It's again, it's not a ho- it's not just oh, it's a hobby. Oh, fuck. oh, this is this is just uh, I'm moving over the Mona Lisa. Yeah, I mean, I gotta. I mean, that's a tr- it's a strange challenge to say that. I mean, who doesn't love the Mo- few people don't love it, mm-hmm. but to say you know that's not relevant. Mm-hmm. It's not relevant to me in America. Mm-hmm. It's like when an artist says. Um, Oh, my favorite artist is Michelangelo or Rodan or the fuck out of here. Yeah. I'm not hating on that. I love yeah. them too, but I'm guaranteeing that you watch the Powerpuff Girls. Come you on. watch Johnny <laughs> yeah. Bravo. Yeah. Don't fucking lie. Like Come you on. watch these Disney films that it's made you see art and drawing beautifully or a comic book like Marvel Comics, mm-hmm. Marvel Masterpiece. I mean these so that that was me. And so I'm going to take I'm not going to fucking bullshit. That's why I fucking looked at my artwork and said, mm. "Okay, so how can I mimic? I don't want to mimic that, but how can that inspire me?" Yeah. Well, it, instead of me painting all these strong men, how about it takes strongest it takes me to I have to be strong as shit to get that out. Yeah. It's, it's a lot of sweat. It is not That's so true, man, because again, Ooh. you you can I honestly and I think that's what kind of like what podcast anybody can do a podcast, anybody can do this. You know, any and then there are billions of podcasts, and I feel like my my story to connect and to relate with people is to bring them on a, a journey. What we're at is like again, they find something relatable because I never want to be the guy that just puts it out to put it out sick. I never want to, you know, bring on guests because I know they're going to give me clout. Like I had Chuck Liddell on my podcast. You know, well, that's what we. The military. Mm-hmm. He spoke about the military. Yeah, and that's when that resonated with me with the guy that I was. I mean, it's a, it's. It spoke. We're we're cross. He's he's a fighter. Yeah, I'm an artist, and all of a sudden we have the same communication with marine people. You were yeah. able to to draw and connect those dots. Yeah, and that's the thing. I never want to just put stuff out. And I think what you're doing here with that art, and I feel like that's why, like we were talking about, you know, love. I love Nate Diaz and then Nick Diaz because again, people relate to the to the struggle. They relate that. I mean, these guys are from the hood. They haven't changed once. Yeah, they got money. Yeah, they dripping. You know, they're flexing a little yeah. bit harder. But the thing is, though, they remember. You know, you just don't go up to these type of guys and be like, because was it Ariel Hawani was interviewing him, you know, a while yep. back. Remember, he's a man, he's, I don't know about you, man, but shit like that, man, from where I'm from, he gets you, you slapped. slapped. Oh, I love you know? that. I think Ariel's the best for being, like, I like it when, I don't like when people get picked on, but Ariel's really easily not liked. Like, yeah, I, I don't like him. him not, I like not liking him. Yeah. There's a few UFC, there's, I mean, I didn't like Tony Ferguson until he started losing. I and then all Ferguson. of a sudden, so, I mean, I've never not, yeah. not disrespected him as a fighter. He yeah. is the shit. Always Facts. been since the Contender Series. But it doesn't mean I have to, UFC, I don't have to fucking like you. <laughs> I just got to respect you as your fighting skills. Mm-hmm. Your person can suck. That's I respect the best that. that. Yeah. yeah. That's why I love UFCs because you don't have to like the fighter, but if their skills are on point, you got to respect 
respect that. And so the more I talk about like, really, when you start seeing them grow as fighters, who they are as individuals, um, this is multiple fighters. It's one of the reasons I enjoy painting fighters is because fighting comedians, um, uh, actors, musicians, we most of us are doing our artwork in a deficit. That, well, you saying fighters, actors, comedians, it's like one one of the biggest actors that stand out to me is Shia LaBeouf. How oh. he immerses himself in it, yeah. you know, especially when they did Fury. You know, that movie Fury is one of well, my favorite movies. Did you see this? Did you hear the song Shia LaBeouf? Where he's mm. running through the night, Shia LaBeouf, catch you in this. It's a. I gotta, I gotta check that dude, out. It is dope, and I, I, I believe that even in the music video with Sia. Um, did you see that one? No, nah, I'm okay. like very. No, no. There's only a few things he doesn't mind branching out into stuff, but we don't have a market for that. Like really, the the, the commercialized market. When uh, taking the time as an artist to learn galleries, to learn um, Hollywood. Right, and then you got agriculture in the middle of us, just where we're Central Valley, and you got tech. Yeah. Right, California's a unique state that has all those three things. In yeah, there, that's right? crazy. Yeah, that's true. And so, if I'm going to go into Hollywood and I'm going to put my artwork there, it is specific. Um, usually in San Pedro um, is where all the National Watercolor Society is, and I'm a part of that. Mm. And one of the things that they have there is these huge conversations and meetings over art. The art talk develops there when you go up into the into oakland and san francisco it's a different form of art talk even more so than seattle mm. has another organ places are growing but there's something to be said about when you're in hollywood because you have it folded over movies mm. and once you have that folded over like here's artwork and paintings and what's supposed to be um, a conversation layered on top of something like fame um, well that's that's different like having having a celebrity status um, as an as an artist okay so like as a painter artist so who yeah. what painter is standing out to us yeah what painter is saying i'm a champion i'm here to stand out i'm a, i'm an israel or i'm a, i'm 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 any champion like i'm a volkanovsky of, of painting dude who's who's that Vol- i'm the motherfucker yeah like that's the thing is there, i'm not I like that i'm the, I'm the one mother, yeah, I'm there the isn't one. somebody else doing that and it's yeah. cool i love what they're fucking painting there are some beautiful artists out there but I what's think right your now message? what you're saying dude I think you, I mean, I don't know how often you, because I know you know, and you're, I know you're not like, look at me, look at me. And it's like, I know like the, the body is like muscular vanity. It's like, no, dude, I don't get that from you. But the thing is, it's like real artists know they don't need to say they know. They, and here's, I'm not trying to rhyme, but they show it. They show, it. yeah. That's it. They know, but they show more than they say. So, you know? so I have to do art shows that are putting my artwork out there without a price tag on it so that it shows this is genuine. But one thing I want to get back onto, like you said, we're talking about like the artistry in this, you know, like you mentioned, again, like we said, comedians, actors and stuff and people putting themselves out there. They got to struggle. <clears throat> like real struggles, yeah, you know, eat, and they get- Live yeah. in the car. Um, like that's, you don't see a doctor live in his car that mm-hmm. often. You don't see a dentist, but you can go to school and get that degree and get out and be a dentist pretty mm-hmm. quick. Art degrees aren't like that. And artists and comedians and. Well, there's, there's, I, you know, cause you're right. Cause I, I, I know a few doctors and these guys make super bank. But the thing is, is that I know a few artists and the, and the grind, the street grind, the, the constant, like, this is what I do. This is what I want to do. And because, dude, the reality is we need money and we need money to survive. And that sucks. That, that's why I do love the culture, my culture, you know, being a native. Back then, man, we didn't have no money. We didn't need that until 
All these white folk come over and made us think that we needed this monetary value. Monetary, yeah. yeah. And it's like, no, nah, man, we lived off the land. And well, in my mind, it's like, I wish, I honestly, as much as I love podcasting, as much as I love the the content creating, the technology, I do wish the big blackout happens and everything gets wiped out where everyone's like, you know what, just survive. Figure it out. Live off the land. Well, that's what the sweat painting has that to say about value. If you go to job, if you go to your job and your your boss will pay you more because that day you worked harder, you earned it, mm-hmm. then let's pay you that equivalent. And that guy didn't do shit. So let's pay him his equivalent. He came in for the same amount of time, but why are we paying him the same? And that person's job isn't that difficult, mm-hmm. but they're getting paid bank, and mm-hmm. that person's is. It's, it speaks to the equity mm. of a person. Sweat oh, equity oh. all of a sudden shows up. Yeah, that's where. See, that's where I'm at with this. With this shows, I, I'm willing to put the sweat equity in this to to connect. Yeah, and bring on guests like you that people have this mindset like us, and they don't know how to channel it. They don't know where you know because it, they, you know. Again, to me, that's what is going to separate me as a podcaster, as as a, as a content creator. Is that we're not doing this to get gain. We're doing this to benefit and help people. Because people can look at that. People can look at that picture and they can see something. They can see something relatable. You put your, you put yourself like I. You've poured yourself out to it literally, and they can see. You know what? That's me. You know, poured. You yeah. put you put me like I used to have this thing. I, I have this thing called my life sentence. Like there's things I'm trying to say, and I think I told you that I'm trying to say, what's that thing I'm trying to say? And then you say, you're like, dude, you just finished. Yeah. My, you said it well, for me. We're Bluetoothing. And I think Bluetoothing, like synchronizing, all yeah. that good stuff, um, that comes when you're running at a, it. I mean, heck, I freaked out before. I don't know if you ever run across a tweaker who tells you your fortune. And it's like, what the fuck? You're at a yeah. gas station. No, I don't have change. And all of a sudden they tell you your name, your birth date, and where you're heading. And you're like, the fuck? Mm-hmm. getting out of here yeah. you know the brain is unique and then science is very we're on the threshold of discussing these things mm-hmm. so that's why i think um there are paintings that i made where i'm pissed like i am fucking pissed i i, I remember breaking my knuckles a few times in the gym because i i, I tend to, to do push-ups on my fists yeah um and so i i actually like broke my fists um because i was hitting the ground because i was just so angry those paintings will never be sold I'll never bring them out and put them in a show um, because they're made with such an an, 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 an an ugliness and a toxicity that I feel this might just be me. But if that's in the water and in the sweat, mm. that's raw. The pheromones, everything, you name it, it's right there. And then we hang that on a wall and people walk by it. It's a painting might have, we think about that. Oh, the painting's haunted. Why? Because the painter who painted it when he was leaving his last memories in it were so intense, he haunts the painting. That's a strange belief. Yeah. But let's just say that, you know what? He did. If he was a little more raw and he cried on that painting or a blood hit the painting, really, really haunted. That's sweat. That's literally the pheromones that come off of a person are in those things. Wow. And we haven't even started talking about pheromones in science as, as readily yet. Mm-hmm. I know it shifted while I was in college. Some professors still don't agree with pheromones. Some obviously do because you look at animals and animals have pheromones. Yeah. So, I mean, the, the convert, luckily as an artist, I get to skim a little bit over everything. Yo, it's, yeah, you have a, like you have, I would say really the world and its experiences and, and life in itself, you have that huge plate i guess i don't know what i'm spectrum there you go thank you wifey shout out wifey's here um and and that's crazy because i think that's what i love about artistry man that's what i love about what you do my daughter here um 
in the artist. She's she's drawing. I think I've seen you show some of her drawings. Yeah. I think, um, but if not, she'll show you after, man. But you know, she spends time now thinking about the next best thing. She's challenging herself to grow, and she's her inspiration's so vast. Because inspiration, from what I'm getting from you, comes from like in life experiences. Anger, frustration, joy, happiness, tears, you know, all And this. using that as your outlet. Yeah, outlet. and That's then, your channel. You know, but then the thing is, though, to be fully aware, say, you know what? I'm not going to put this piece out. Oh, I had because, to feel my feelings. Yeah, because remember, because you looking at it reminds you of well, a, a why question. it put you there. It was not, yes, that, but I really, a question of, is it haunted with ugly feelings? Mm. Is that painting going to make somebody else feel bad energy? Because when I was making it, I was bad. And it's a question. I don't know if it's true or not, um, but just- the, I just think that's your own convictions. Yeah, I'm concerned. I don't want yeah. somebody to be. I mean, I mean, if anything, I don't know if that shows the honesty of my concern of a human that I don't know. I'm not going to be there. That painting could be hung in a gallery. It looks yeah. fucking awesome. It's really intense. Mm-hmm. Um, but it came from an ugly place. Yeah, and, and that, you never want again. That that goes back to somebody speaking from their hurt not from their healing, you know, again, because again, in life, we're hurt by many things in life. We're caught in the struggle of many things. And we tend to speak only from that and not from the part where we actually grew from it to forgive it, forgive ourselves. Oh, oh, you know, that's, and see, that's the part I feel like I can relate to that, you know, because there's so many times these podcasts that I've shot and I didn't take them. I I never took them off, man, because I, it's like, you know what? I'm embarrassing myself, but it's a constant reminder where I needed to grow. Cringy, you're like, oh, why'd you say it that uh, way? Yeah, why are you so dramatic? You, but it's you. You're yeah. supposed to be honest yeah. in you. And especially nowadays when you can watch acting and acting doesn't... I like. I have a few good acting friends. I like what they do. Um, but when I watch a television show... It's fucking horrible. Mm-hmm. Overacting is crazy. People don't like people don't act like that. Even in reality shows, like that's not how a human being really yeah, acts. That's right. Um, and so now all of a sudden, when it's like, well, in podcasts, and um, it's it's interesting to think that Instagram and these these other social media sites that <clears throat> do get uh, a lot of bad publicity because they do have detrimental things to them that we didn't know were going to have a, a and possibly have a, a lasting effect to us now and our mm-hmm. generations, but they have benefits like the benefits that they have for the creativity and the unique things that people get to have and that moment that you can um, blossom like how do you want to do it how do you want to be happy yeah not everybody fucking wants to be happy yeah <laughs> i know and i think people love to live in that too man and, yeah. and i don't i'm not going to judge me i'm not going to tell anybody yeah. why how you shouldn't live man um and the thing is man if, if, i feel like if people have to live in that you know go through that process do it you know and i feel like that's kind of where my thing is well, how long and, did it take for you to feel your feelings? Because I remember we weren't allowed. This was a generation that we yeah, couldn't you cry. Yeah. You weren't allowed to cry. You weren't allowed to do certain things. You you didn't have feelings. And so now we're allowed to have feelings. And it's like, well, the fuck? Feelings are ugly. <laughs> not to be. I'm not a handsome crier. I don't cry beautifully. <laughs> you know, like so. Not, I don't see that. You know, I'm not. A, that's that's different to say. Okay, well, what are my feelings now? Mm-hmm. How do we discuss them? Um, can can we discuss them? How does it not turn into bitching? How does it not turn into dragging somebody else's yes. day down? Because um, I want to tell you about it, but fuck, your day's going great. And why what? Why don't I not think about? Why don't I think? a little less about myself and think mm-hmm. about your day. All right, boom, man. One thing I'll do, this conversation feelings. to me is growing because you mentioned something about feelings. We weren't taught this feelings. Elaborate on that. What do you mean by, you know, let's get mm. into that, especially like using your experience, like you said, from what's 
when we're little kids, all the way to we're eighteen in school or high school, it's like there's yeah, like, you don't, you don't, you don't, you don't have an expression. Your expressions of feelings for myself, um, one wasn't allowed to cry. It was cool that we watched cartoons, but the moment like the men were around, um, there wasn't cartoons playing. There were action things. Mm-hmm. There were things that were mimicking a past experience from a previous generation that also didn't have feelings. Mm-hmm. Um, it so learning feelings became this moment. Well, having having children. You should know. You should start learning feelings. Having a partner, you start learning feelings. Yeah. But in that process, I didn't know my feelings. So if I was offended, what did offended mean? Mm. Um, like I, I mean, even just sometimes the contemplation of putting my head into somebody else's head so much that I remember hearing them saying they would have dreams about me, and I was like, "What's going? Like, what's that about?" But it's because, and when I hear it, it's like, "Well." Is that because I would sit there and think about it for so long? Like I would ponder that in my own head and I would see them in my head. And if I'm seeing them in my head and their actions, physics says, and and, and um, what do they call that? Parapsychology says that your consciousness is completely capable of doing mm-hmm. that. And so how clear-minded do you have to be to remote view your mind into somebody else's mind? I mean, I would get deep into this because they're my feelings and nobody's telling me what to do. Yeah, I know. Because same here. Because again, my, you know... Whether my dad did it on purpose or not, I doubt it. But the thing is, I know that was passed on to him by his dad. Violence you know, or yeah. just feelings, like don't oh, talk yeah. about things, you know. And I did. It's not like he told me, "Hey, real men don't cry." No, it's not that. It's just you don't focus on that because that makes you weak. It makes you weak. It makes you weak, and then you've learned you learn to bottle it, you know. And so I remember, like you said, having feelings, you know, because you have kids, you know, you're married now, so you gotta you gotta be in touch with those feeling sides because that's what makes us, you know. I guess that's what makes a relationship work. That's what makes being a father worse, being a husband, well, being a good, being human, a son, being like, a son. Mine was like recognizing my mom. It was a big big mm. deal to me because I didn't have feelings for for some. Reason I woke up every day was a good day to die. I would iron my pants. I put that crease down the middle, right? I would I would set my clothes out and I would fold them before I got up in the shower. Everything was so unique, and in my head it was because if if a meteor hit or if something went down, I was ready to die. I I, I I looked. I'm ready for it, and that rolled into being a young man where it was just, just purely scanning for dangers. Um, there were no dangers, but I made them. So at just <clears throat> this level of feelings and not knowing how to address them yeah. and nobody teaching me. Nobody, mm. no, no, there isn't school three to third grade. Who's going to teach you how to feel um, what friendship is. I had a teacher uh, pull me out first day of school, tell me I was crying because it was my first day of third grade school. I just got pulled out of a school that told me that I was uh, going to be a drunk Indian when I grow up. Right. So this lady, Miss Cochran, yes, she's a nice lady, but maybe not. Because she pulled me out in front of the school camp. Everybody saw me outside and yells at She yells at me, you're too old now. Stop crying. Well, really? that means my feelings. The feelings I just had about abandonment, alone, right? Is my mom just leave me? I'm Third grade is a very young age. And now all of a sudden you shut those feelings down because this old woman, not a man, but an old woman is telling me to stop have those feelings knock it off mm. so in third grade brain you're going to develop that thought process yeah and what i had right after that peter palacios sean um zicator came out I remember his last name hey uh you okay would you like to be friends 
They literally just seen somebody else in the internment camp get fucking in trouble. And I don't mean a school's an internment camp, but <sighs> now let's think about this. These are Might children. Been, yeah, yeah. You, I've, I've heard some really unique stories of children talking about the abuse of the teacher and that child saying, "But nobody believed me. Mm. Nobody believes me because the teacher changes their attitude when the other adults are around." You know, because it's so true. Because I I experienced stuff like that, and yeah. when I was in elementary, Who didn't? Man, these te these teachers they knew how to manipulate. You know, they manipulate your feelings and your job and their job. Here's the thing that I have. Here's the thing that I struggle with now, and I'll be one hundred percent. My wife can attest. She she can agree, or she she can say she's experiences with me. Is that I feel like I'm always done something wrong when someone calls me. Is like, hey, or they text me that, like, hey, we need to talk. My mind goes into fear. Yes. I go into this, and, and this is something I know that stemmed from when, like when I was a kid, that always something. There was always something. And I and, and it got put on me every time. I was like, I didn't do nothing, though. I know in my heart of hearts, I didn't do nothing, but they put that fear, that feeling in yes. me. You know, and, it, and, it, and even now, 41 years old, there's certain things. You know, if a client texts me, they're like, hey, we need to talk about this, this, and this. And I'm thinking, oh, shoot. I'm about to lose these guys as a client. Yeah. I'm about to lose my job. I'm about to lose something. You know, um, it's, it's anxiety. A, it's mm -hmm. fear. Yeah. Um, and we don't. What we're used to using our fear and putting it to use. Um, now, psycho psychologists tell us it's fight, flight, fawn. There's like one more. But in our indigenous belief structure, we'd have had. To, we wouldn't first we didn't use words like that, and we would have had a purpose. I mean, there's even that guy who did the psych psychopath study mm -hmm. where he found that there's there's a percentage of Americans in our country, probably the world, who have psychopathic tendencies. And the only way that, and they're functioning, they have functioning Americans. They, they have dinner, they have their family and whatever. Um, but the only way they can tell in that study that psychopaths have a killer tendencies is they contest the ones that have been caught for doing something mm. bad. So when he found, did the study, he found that that he was a psychopath when huh. he did like the, it was a cool case study. But the, you guys send me that. I got to look into that, dude. It was. But these are those. This is us now. So if we're humans and we know we have these facilitated needs, but we live in a society that does not facilitate those needs. Mm -hmm. Yeah, my feelings are, are exempt, and they're not. My feelings are important, and so I utilize the gym and art. As that, this yeah. is this is a way I can share with another human. Because I mean, sure, sure, it could, there are other ways. Um, I'm looking into it with that book I'm writing. Yeah, but these ways are different. This is just another tool to share people with. It's, it's we mentioned it earlier because we even have to deal with uh, being in, called indigenous creatures. Yes, I mean, I'm down to talk about that. Fuck. I mean, so, I mean, are you, is, is, you going to say that, I mean, this is one of those things where it's not magical, but if, fine. If you're going to say I'm magical, because when I look at a tree. What's the time code go, on this? All right, so go ahead. Yeah, I want, this is, yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. If, if I look at a tree and I believe it has life in it because science says so, does that make me a creature? When, when you're super wealthy and you've gone ahead and you've made so much money that you've exempt yourself from society and life, and then you find yourself going into the middle of a forest or going on a hike and taking a bohemian sage thing and you know you're living the, you're using <clears throat> our ways that you just got done calling us indigenous creatures on, but you want to, you want to feel that. Get out of here. Yeah, I hate that, man. I To me, when I heard about that, I, there are a lot of things that don't offend me, especially being native, being person of color. We got thick skin. Yeah, We're I good. got thick skin. But then when I heard her, when I heard that lady say down channel or ABC, whatever, man, the hell with that bitch, man, because she's like, oh, look at, and it was very kind of, it felt condescending. Oh, look at those, in, those indigenous, indigenous creatures. creatures. And, and, they show, and they were on people. 
And it's like that to me. That's what real people, real people, real. It's not like it was like an art piece or or a video playing. It it was that's our history though. That's Native American history in our country is different than uh, anybody else's unique history. If you're black, your history is different. If Mm -hmm. you're Chinese, I mean, Mexicali is a great area to express early American history for the Chinese because they were some of the first Americans. Mm. But as a Native American, as an indigenous person who comes from a multiple tribes. This is where we're only saying indigenous and Native American as an umbrella term for the Utes who usually didn't get along with Navajos. And that was before America was settled. So the idea that two other countries were using these two tribes to pit against each other, which with uh, problems they already had with themselves, I mean, this is not cool. We're, we're, We're in the midst of now trying to respect each other. I mean, I've, I've had native brothers say things to me that are hurtful um, because I'm not doing certain things their way. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've had other elders and, and brothers and sisters who understand being an urban native, um, not from the reservation. And then the ones from the reservation also like it's a give and take because we both are isolated. Yeah. We're, we're both isolated. And then we're both like, well, I, I wasn't sure if yours was normalized. We normalized violence. So oh, I was mine too. When I was, when I found families, when I met people who didn't have that, I was like, what? Yeah. You got two parents? You guys don't fight? Yeah. The fuck? You yeah. go on vacations. What what's is wrong that? with you? What's wrong with you? Yeah. yeah. What's fishing? We just yeah. going like, well, fishing was cool, but that's what I mean. There were certain that things. That was so that- normal for us because I'm from uh, Yakima, Washington, Sidra Woolley. Yeah. You oh. know, yeah, way up, man. And my tribe is Upper Skagit, you know, Nisqually. Um, you know, I, I was like nine years old. This last time I was up there fully on my tribe, man. But the. I don't know, man. I think the experience I had there was not wasn't good, very tough, you know. But I really, I I'm, I'm I love my culture. I'm a na- I'm proud. I'm a proud Native American. Well, I love you got my drugs culture. out there. Yo, dude, my whole family even now are still struggling. The cousins that are leaving the reservation because things got passed on to them. Yeah, the lifestyle. And that's like that's all they knew is like so this is normal. Being you know? called indigenous creatures layered on top of a society and issues that aren't ours. Yeah, it's one of those real fucked up things because that offended me. That's that's why it's offensive because our issues, suicide rates, drug mm-hmm. problems. These things aren't, we know why we yeah. have them. You're why we have them. Yeah, that's like, so real. That's like, this is uh, when we have a tribe relocated and they're not in their normal in, in, mm-hmm. in habitat. This is why we have an issue. Mm-hmm. And for myself, I, I can't, um, I've, 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 I used to go to Turtle Lodge. Uh, Keith Turner was my elder. He helped me get clean. Um, and this is that. Like mm. the way, before I started sweat painting, I had to go outside. I was so weird from the from drugs because at that time it just it was almost like I, it was it's poison. The, mm. There's no way to glorify no drugs for some reason. My mom, people, my mom dealt with all that. Yeah, and it, but I would go outside and I would exercise up and down the curb. I mean, I was. Skinny, I was disgusting. And so using my body and honoring it was how I had to start. And then that understood the sweat. Mm. That brought me back to being who I was, the earth. I mean, the, the creator. So this is being native starts to become this unique healing process that I had that I witnessed that if I, if I can't be a liability. Now if I'm around my brothers and sisters, this was really hard because I don't mind weed. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't mind the shrooms. I don't mind caffeine or cigarettes. 
none of those things are any different than the other one that I just said. Each one of those, even a cheeseburger, like there are things that'll make you a liability like a soda pop. Yeah. That sugar fucks with your brain. But how how do I not be a liability when it comes time to take care of each other? Mm. This is one of the only ways I could do that. Like I don't get to go to the Choctaw tribe who has to deal with the opioid pandemic because the government, we, we literally know why, like the government did that. And now we have a whole nation that has to deal with it. If I can't go over there and help each and every individual, I can share with you what I did for myself. Mm. I worked out. And when I saw my sweat fall, I looked at it and said, that's beautiful. Let's see what you can do tomorrow. Mm. Let's, and then, and then Cause day. no drops the same, man. Never, never. So no, it's not uh, digital arts huge right now. You can't so digitalize yeah, this. Heck no. You can't, you can download the brushes. You can, you can download the you, templates. You can download all that. But you can't take, this Yo, is human. This is, yeah. it's, it's still here. I'm looking at just that painting alone. Yeah, they're drops, they're droplets, but they're not one is the same. Not one of them is the same. Look at that. No, no. And I mean, even like I wanted, like I didn't want her face to be fully fleshed out, but I still had to play with angles and colors. Um, and so there's always this, when I do these lines, I'll take a straw and I'll blow yeah, it I saw while you I'm doing under that. pressure. Oh, that's just so, it's usually uh, online, I'll, I'll do the push-ups and show that, but I'll do whatever workout I can or I'll run to where the sweats and myself. I, I want to be um, the best. It's really fun when you study cultures. Um, the Hopi did a, a jumping. Uh, uh, Africans do a jumping thing. There's the Sundance rituals. Essentially, when you run yourself into a monotonous movement, you can spiritually become inclined. Now, an iconic painting, a painting that's an icon, comes out of Russia. The Tsar, uh, uh, the first Tsar, Peter, he went down the River Thames with the, the painting to get off the Mongols from the River Thames. Mm. I mean, that's a painting. Yeah. So paintings are very powerful things. And an iconic painting would be somebody meditating under prayer, thinking of and, and using prayer, and then they paint a saint. So if I'm an indigenous person and I'm under prayer for my creator, and I'm painting something. It doesn't matter if it's a saint, it's anything. Mm. I'm in a sacred place in my mind is what I'm painting an icon. Mm. And, and that, that's sweat. That is very sacred. That is more sacred than a lot of things, the human body, the human mind. And so there's these levels of saying, okay, well, science can relate to this, but so can spirituality. And so can just being a, a physical athlete. And so can being an artist. Yes, this is great for monetary value because if, you're, if you really are a curator and a collector and you see what I do, it's I'm priceless because everything's a one of one. Um, these are these are gonna be millions, but that's Facts. not the goal. The, yeah. It's already it's already reached. I feel its like goal. that's the reward. That's 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 the, the reward. Yeah, that good feel, shit. Yeah, that's the yeah, and, that, and that's what makes it beautiful, man. And I love the fact that you said that. You know, because again, what's it say, man? We're all just dust, shadows and dust, man. We're gonna we're not gonna exist. You know, but the thing is though, this what makes this so beautiful. What makes this so legit? That this is because you're still going to be here when you physically die. This is you. This is. This is you. Immortalized. Immortalized. I, fat, I mean, right there, yeah. if I, if, you know, I don't know if you let people touch that, but if I yeah. just, if I touch it and I'm like, this is Joseph. Oh, it's, it, I, I thought about that in a couple unique ways. Um Because I'd like, so one of the, one of my art projects coming up um later this year is I'd like to take a few of these out there and give one to an ocean, give one to a lake, find out what laws are okay because it's still paper. It's 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 not like a sculpture. I have sculptures. I'm a, I have a sculptures I've sold. Um I've had poems that I've had published. Um so I do artwork in other fields. But to take these paintings and this to light one on fire 
and to let it burn off and to let that smoke be carried like the mm. prayers we used to do in our kapal. Mm -hmm. You know, when we set an incense and we burn that and the smoke gets carried mm. to the gods. These these are my gifts back to the gods mm. sometimes because they're not always for humans. I really enjoy saying that I'm, I'm here. Like I could look at the creator and say, I appreciate this um, because at one time I didn't. Mm. In that spectrum, like mm -hmm. and not everybody takes the risk. Um, I'm taking a huge risk doing this, um, but that means I get to experience much more. I spoke with somebody about this. It was a, a person, it's like love. You know, if you won't experience love, if you don't go over there and get shot down, you got a 50-50 chance. She's going to say no. 50-50, she's going to say yes. And you'll, you're guaranteed a no if you don't fucking go over mm. there. You're guaranteed she's going to, you're going to have to work with your imagination. My man is preaching. That's beautiful. I get to imagine and I'll never get hurt emotionally. But if I go over there and I get hurt, Damn, I'm you experiencing. Know. I know. You know. I know. And um, and then and knowing's half the battle. <laughs> Go it's the whole battle. It's now. the whole yeah, yeah, and that stuff. It's like, what is life now? What is what is my um, life? Should be feelings. Life should be mourning. It's going to be grieving. Life's going to be suffering. People are going to die. Yeah. Um, what do I do then? Um, how do I how do I still stay here? You know, because then when I'm gone, I want to still be here. I, I personally enjoy being heard. Um. It's. It, I like talking. Yo, well, that's one of the main reasons why I wanted you on here. I wanted you first episode, season three, because I know, again, our very first conversation, we got deep for an hour and a half, and that we've never talked to each other, and we just went on. Like, again, we found our lane where our where we relate you know that's why i wanted you season one yeah. season three episode one man well, so this is i mean this is beautiful man dude i'm so thankful for this and thankful again to, to mike t because these are those Big things mike. these are those things that don't they don't happen unless you get out there mm -hmm. um and I, I know that's something to say as, as artists uh it's easy to live in your this is just a, a helpful thing to artists out there and to share that with some of the artists out there um, don't stay in your echo chamber I had a great artist tell me this once about the pool of imagination. And there's this little pool and we go and we put our feet in it. And every time our feet touch the water, we are now in imagination. We can mm. create, we can hear things, we see things nobody else does. Um, and at some moment, the things that live in imagination will come up and they'll grab and hold you. Mm. And you're sitting there. And before you know it, this echo chamber, this little valley builds around you and nobody's ever gonna see you again. The mm. fairies have took you, you're gone. Aliens mm. have abducted you, you are now in somewhere else. Mm. And so remembering to come back and be part of society as an artist, it's a huge deal because what are you doing your art for? If we're supposed to be living conduits in which we can convey a message being sent to us, the idea that jinns are gifting us with this idea to become a genius with a thought, or uh, I'm writing a song and I'm, I'm hearing a muse create something. Well, you have to be a conduit. Mm. And if you're gonna have that conveyed into your mind to speak, you can't sit there alone with it. You gotta share yeah. it, man. You, you got, you got, I feel like that again, that goes down to again, what we do as as artists, as creators, something that because again, one of the things I wanna be on this is because again, I mean, other than my freaking batteries dying on my camera, but the quality we put out, man, and the content alone is 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 really up there, man. And I do get a lot of people hitting me up. And I was very selfish. I was very like, you know how much I went through? You know the blood, sweat, and tears. Yeah. Being selfish with my sweat. It's, it's like, okay. and yeah. but and the thing is though, it's like I want to, like you said, I want to give. I want to give it. So now we're we're in this position where we we we're blessed to help local podcasters, content creators, people that want 
to see, to have success in life and to create. Well, and sharing is a big deal. So yeah. what I think if, it, if we were to tie it back to something I mentioned earlier um, about being a male, um, I'm, I'm envious that women can have children. Mm. Um, I I can say that I don't know if very many men can say that I could say that I could, uh, that they I can mean, that create never, life. Cro- that never crossed it never my crosses mind. your mind. Yeah, I just think that they can create life. <clears throat> they get nine extra months with children more than we do. Mm. Like we don't get that bond with that with our mm. kids. They get nine extra months with our kids. They're able to have this, this. There's something that can't be broken with that mother bond that we don't get to share as males. So the fact that I could create anything and it still has a life outside. Or that I was blessed enough to, to be able to have children at some time in my life. Like those are things that I don't think men we really we we take I take for I took for granted. I agree. And so now that I'm able to not and say I, I'm able to feel what that that's like, um, the absence of not being able to create mm. life. How about these paintings are my life? Mm. I could I could I want them to be strong enough that I could walk away from them and they can stand alone. They can hold their own. They Man. can hold their own, just like our kids. One hundred percent. You know, I, I agree. And I believe in that. That to me is, dude, that's, I don't know, that's iconic. That's it's huge. strange. Yeah, it's a that's strange. Huge. Yeah, it's a big deal. I never thought about like women have an extra nine months more. Fuck yeah. That's insane. That you know? blows my mind because there's a bond there that we mm-hmm. know is, you give me nine months with anything, I'm going to get better at it. Yeah. Um, or have a bond or something. And to have that, maybe that's like their Bluetoothing mechanisms. I'm not saying all moms or all humans or dads can't have that. But that is a guarantee. Like you're, there isn't a guy going to be like, well, I got nine extra months. Yeah. No, you didn't. No, bro. You did you the didn't. easy part. Took you about three seconds. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, just, I mean, and I can't, this is where I think yeah. biologically things are different. Yeah. Um, if you were to set a, f- a baby in my body um, as I was born, um, my hips might not be able to bear mm. the process of that. This is just biological. I, I, I can't speak to this is where the emotions identify as how people want to. I respect that. You can do what you yeah. want. But I, I have to respect that my mom is a woman mm. and she's gone through construction work. She's an, she's an archaeologist now, but she was a construction wow. worker first. Yeah, she was in colleges when back in the 80s and early, when women weren't allowed to do Indiana that. Indiana Jones in right? life, Oh, man. fuck. She, she discovered so much cool shit. The coolest thing I've ever, I got to meet the man who knew this. It's the story of the one-armed bandit. Oh. It's an Oakland tribe and this one-armed bandit would sneak in. I'm doing this and you'll understand why. It would sneak in and it would take your babies and it would eat it at night. And, and right now in the Americas, you have this thing amongst literature amongst um archaeologists and and um i don't know if they're what in the draw some some people who discuss our culture they tell us we came across this bearing land strait and all of us and a lot of our tribes are saying well we're actually here before that bearing strait was here and our ancestors were here like you call clovis point people that's our people Mm. and our legends and stories tell you of this Mm. like we came out of the ground the last flood age Mm -hmm. we popped out of the earth we didn't, we didn't float or climb. some of us went to mountaintops, but you can hear this. We, we're telling you we didn't cross that bridge. Some of us did, but not all of us. They don't want to say that. Well, this archaeologist who's a native man who discovered this was a mastodon bone. So it's not a ruling mammoth. Mastodon by cuspids and teeth are used for carnivorous things. They're omnivores. So they eat meat and they also eat vegetables. They found skull, baby skull fragments with the teeth of this mastodon. Essentially, the one-armed bandit would come in at night with its one trunk, Damn. and it would take. It was an opportunist. It would take the baby, easy meal, and s- softly putter its little feet out. You know, I mean, that's a huge, like massive. That's a fuzzy elephant with a killer teeth, 
And it would do that. Now, if, if we're, when you place us in time here, that means we would be experiencing that when that bridge was at a different time. So, I mean, these, these are things that when, when we open up that now understanding of, okay, one-armed bandit, what, why would that legend be there? Um, our, our story is much more beautiful. Mm. Um, isolation due to migration, that's why people look different. And there's mm. nothing wrong with that. But once we start respecting our ancestors and saying, okay, your story is beautiful, what is it? Mm -hmm. It's not about your story being different and I don't like it. It's what is it? And then, mm. well, let's hear it. You know, it's, it's back to the sweat paintings. You have a story. Your well, people have a story. What is it? Yeah. Um, don't, don't tell me you're one. I have this. This is personal. Don't tell me you're one color. Don't tell me that. I want to know. I have a friend who's Dutch. So we had a difficult time speaking to his daughter because we had to express to her that she's Dutch in English because of her last names and where she comes from. There's nothing wrong with being Dutch in English, but that doesn't make you one color. Mm. Don't say that. You're mm. Dutch in English. You know, um, we have Irish. Like there's, there's multiple things that people have from all over the world. What's wrong with mm. you being that? Today, you're not the fucking jerk who would skin. Like, people don't even think about this. Like In recent times, you can take a native scalp. You couldn't do this with any other race. You can take a little kid and peel a scalp off and go and turn that in and get money. There are multiple Americans whose grandfathers didn't go and get beaver skins and turn those in. They turned Indian scalps in mm. because we weren't like this, the population of, of buffalo being killed. There were so many different tools they used to get rid of the Indian and not the man, like mm. and the man. But yeah. one thing, Maine, it's kill the Indian, keep the man. So, I mean, just uh, Bobby Von Martin and uh, James Martin, the, the Von Martin brothers, um, they're amazing here in town. And a lot of their work, their paintings, Keep that story going, and it's a painful one. It's painful to see the braids getting cut off a kid. It's painful to know our language. Like Native American past is painful, but the idea that we're not even recognizing how painful it is. Like 1985, we were allowed to do our religion. Anybody else could be the religion in America, but 1985, I believe, is when we were legally allowed to start doing our ceremonies mm -hmm. here in California. From what I know, like I was born in 82. Yeah. So that's crazy that in 1985, two years after that, I was finally allowed to do Mike. This, there's a Satanist church in San Francisco. Again, I'm not hating on you. Do what you want. But you could exist, but I can't. Wow. That's crazy. That's so real. Um, but this is now getting into the, if you can turn, if, did you, did you cut this the head off that little kid? Okay, then I can't really hold you too accountable for it. How do I mean? I don't even know how to address it. That's a it's a it's a weird question. It's a topic. My best. You're my you're my good friend. You're Dutch. Your great grandfather made a living off of killing Indians. Wow. Do I man. not like you? Do I hate you? It's a strange. You know how do you? And I ask how do you feel? And he was really funny. This my, the buddy I'm talking about. It's real funny because we've talked about this. It's just it's just a topic we talk about. I had a German blade. It had it was a it was a, a German blade that wasn't a lock knife. The blade was dulled and it had a spade on it. It was probably a Nazi blade. It was a mm. very unique blade. Really? I asked him to hold it once, and when I gave it to him, he held it and he like shook and he's like, Whoa, I, I don't hand me that. He said, I felt really gross. Like he, he had like a weird spirit. I mean, who knows? What paranormal yeah. somebody can address like, oh, it's a spirit. So I don't know what it was. But his his DNA, his human body, the moment he touched that blade, something was in the blade that gave him shit negative really? energy. I mean, how do we? Like, so it's not not native skin; it was Dutch skin. 
You know, so something in his past and DNA tell a story when he touched the object. Mm. I was able to hold the object just fine. So I, I don't always understand these things, but I think they're interesting questions because we were born into bodies. I don't think it's, it's not racism it, because yeah. it's culturalism. You're beautiful. Tell me about yourself. Um, I don't want to hear that. Differences are great. Let's hear yeah. them. Yeah. I, that's what I love, man. Man, this conversation gets like, yo, because again, full circle, bro. You are, you are what you are. You are what we see in this, you know. And again, the because again, our conversation, your conversation right now, again, just keeps it keeps growing, and growing, you know. And I'm learning so much just listening, you know, especially being a Native American, especially being, you know a part of this man because my kids are you know they they're and i want them to know their culture i want them to be very proud oh man there's some elders out there that Mm -hmm. they run i don't again like i don't i know what i learned and listen i I don't even consider myself like an an elder yet in any way but those bro you're you're i I feel like you're on a level though i want to be you're you're on that level um just the conversations you have now the knowledge the intellect you know you're portraying well like, i, I, sh- I want to like, share it yeah there's a, like i had a, an elder tell me this and i stick to it because it sounded so good and it made it made me feel good when he said this he goes joseph i've heard you talking and he goes um you're not telling anybody what to do and he goes and nobody likes to tell her and he goes um and he goes you're not preaching and he goes preachers sound a lot like teachers mm-hmm. so we don't really like preaching that much either in our in our culture. Yeah. He, he's making a native joke about how preachers were really kind of yeah. fun. Missions weren't cool. Yeah. Um, and he goes, but what you're doing is sharing. And he goes, mm. and when you share things, it's 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 in a good way. See, that's what I love, man. And and I think I'm down for like a part two, man, to really just keep in contact with you. But share something that you feel somebody listening and watching and. Bring it full circle into like your your sweat paint. Share something that you feel like today's world needs to hear. Oh my gosh, loaded question. I know, but it's a what, beautiful question because I, I when I think of how much I love to talk, um, what somebody needs to hear, what somebody should hear from me. Like what if what if I what would I have to say to uh, a newly arrival member of the planet? Mm-hmm. Um, and I would think. Um, you know, I, my friend, I mentioned my friend's daughter, and I did this with my sons, but I know I specifically did it with my friend's daughter. I had, a, she was she was new newborn, and I, I put my forehead up to her forehead, and I remember telling her, you're going to be anything you want to be. Mm. You're beautiful. You'll always be great at everything you do. You're going to be beautiful. You're doing, you're, like, I just repeated as much as I could anything to her to let her know it's going to be okay. Mm. You're beautiful. And even now, when I see her, she's she's grown up now. She's getting like she runs around. She speaks well, and and she has a light about herself. And that's the only thing I can think is if you if, if you're gonna share it, like if, if when I shared that with her, there was nothing contaminating the energy I wanted her to feel. Mm. So if I were to say like, okay, if I were to share something with a 30 year old man or a 14 year old kid, what would contaminate it is looking at the point of view and where I'm coming from, maybe their life, maybe my life. I'm going to make all these little like, Oh, you know, reads on character. No, no. If I can say the most genuine thing I can say to a person is that that you're beautiful, that you're worth it, that, you know, if if you're still here, Mm. that's good. That's what we're supposed to be. And Mm -hmm. I just telling her you're beautiful. Um, Like my sons, you're beautiful. I would tell people that Mm. you're beautiful. And and that's 
that's this. I want people to see the ugliness. You're beautiful. Yeah. Fuck, fuck that. Fuck whatever somebody says Come you're on. not. Fuck that. Come on. You know, and uh, if you're not worth, if you're worthless, fuck no, you're not. Yeah. There is no need for that. It's Come in on. it. It's we're all here. I think in my thing, I talk about this. Everybody is suffering mm-hmm. in some way. You know what I mean? But if you're still here, yeah, just dude. don't don't fucking give up. Yo, you are speaking my is language. This, this resonates so much. I mean, still here, you know, dude. I appreciate you. I appreciate your time. I appreciate what you stand for, for who you are as an artist, as a creator, and as somebody that just I feel like is a pioneer on this level of actually communicating your soul. Really. I mean, who who has that opportunity to communicate your soul? You know, that's insane, you know, and to see it, you know, again, immortalized. And the pain. When, yeah. yeah, when you're gone, you are still here, bro. This yeah. is it's beautiful. And I want to say I appreciate you, man. You guys listening and watching, I want to tell you guys that, you know, one of the one of the things I want to start doing with the podcast is telling your story. Again, I'm not here to get the clout. I'm not here, you know, try to go viral and let people think, oh, Jose has it going on, still your podcast is the next. But no, it's not. I want stories and life experiences like my man joseph here and i want you guys to know that that's all you're gonna get from this show is the story behind the glory you know and i say that a lot and you know when i say glory it's not like i've achieved i've arrived i've grown i'm at that i'm at that level you know i'm the top g i'm no it's not that man the glory is that you've actually learned how to grow in the struggle you appreciate the struggle the stress and things in life that hit you know, so know that still here podcast will stand for that and tell your story. You guys that listen and watching, I can guarantee you somebody has gleaned from what Joseph said today and what he put out. And you see the artistry, you see, you see the talent, you see the gifting. You know, so I want to tell you guys, man, support, support, support local artists, support creators, support them. You know, I'm gonna tag him. He's his just, you know, follow him on Instagram, follow him. And get to know him, love his work, share his work, because that's how we keep this going. You know, because my goal in this whole show is to support awesome guys like you, man. Thank you, guys. You know, so thank you for your time. Appreciate your team. You guys all being able to do this. Beasts. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) This is some. This is a different form of art. Like Mm. I'm digital stuff. You (laughs) guys, that's my. That's another form of sweat. I make a very big deal about that. Mm. If you're a digital artist and your back hurts or your knuckles start to change shape, right there. Yeah, she's getting there. That's called sweat. There's a there's a value to that. You're you're taking. Uh, your body and you're showing a sign that you're dedicated mm. to something that's that's beauty yeah um, yeah yeah know that girl you're sweating it out you know so you guys stay tuned for season three man episode one started off with a banger i'll tell you right now one of my favorite episodes because again this conversation could have went straight joe rogan style four five six hours and guess what we could have we could have kept it going but I want to tell you guys, man, I want to save great content like that for you guys to know, you know what, just keep coming back. Keep coming back. Expect more giveaways. Expect more support in the community. Expect me coming to you guys, man, and reaching and meeting where you guys are at, man. That's what this podcast is about. So, again, support Joseph. The link to find him and all his artwork and his social medias will be in the description below. Support this man. Show him some love. Send him a DM. Time Jose Cruz from Still Here Podcast said hi. Said come stop by and support you, man. So I love you guys. Stay tuned for the next episode. It's going to be a great one. You guys have a great weekend. Mm.